Hello, uh, welcome to Marcel's Medieval Magic, the podcast that has me, Marcel Losada, reading through and summarizing medieval texts with my friends who have not heard of or read these texts at all because they all have lives. Our guest today is once again the undeniably handsome and talented Jan Michael Losada, and I'm not just saying that because he is my literal genetic brother. How are you, Jan? I'm doing great. I'm doing just fantastic. It feels like the pandemic's like uh, 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 coming to an end, or at least here here in California, it, it, it has that feeling. I still worry that we're in that part of a, a horror movie where the monster's been like killed, but there's still 20 minutes left. It's like, uh-oh, something's, something's coming. But That's, doing great. Doing great. <laughs> yeah, and I'll agree with you on the pandemic front. Um, in L.A., at least, I still see a lot of masks, especially sure. in common areas, sure. and that gives me hope. Younger people aren't wearing masks, but frankly, if I was a young person who didn't give a shit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it. Yeah, yeah it's fine. You, know. you work with um, them all the time. Because that's yeah. right. My brother's also a real-life teacher. He educates for a living. So feel educated, audience. Feel like we're giving you a gift. <laughs> I do have bona fide credentials, so I can't be that bad. So, some people would you know. pay. How much is a community college credit for? Ooh, these um, days, it's uh, yeah, crazy. It's expensive. Like two hundred sixty like, or oh, something. Yeah. Prohibitively yeah. expensive for okay, some, sure. which is a social so justice getting, issue we could talk about. But let's like, yeah. yeah, you are currently getting at least a six hundred dollar value by listening to this. So just think about that. I agree, and if you want to send any portion of that to me. <laughs> Or my brother, that is fine. Hundred percent. We are yeah. willing recipients of your uh, money, but we cannot offer you college credit for this course. Not um, yet. At least not yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll work on that grift. That's scam <laughs> at some point. I don't know. Right. So okay, we are back again to continue the long-lasting adventure of Ewain and Gawain. And Jan, I have to somewhat apologize to you. I really didn't expect that this particular series would go for this long or that I would ha be so consistent in producing this podcast. Sure. But here we are. I love it. I have put together a few podcasts now at this point, and I have a website. So future Marcel, whom I referred to in, I think, my first production, has now become present Marcel. And the website's title is marcelspodcast.com. Great. which is real easy, no apostrophes, all one word, marcelspodcast.com. Sure. So if you're aware of Marcel's Medieval Magic, real easy jump there. All of these recorded podcasts can be found there, and I'm hoping to grow the site as need dictates. Right now, it's pretty bare bones, uh, but you can definitely check out all of the recorded podcasts and contact me with whatever feedback you have. I appreciate anyone who listens to this, and I thank you. This is going to be the third part of our story, Ewain and Gowan, edited by the lovely Mary Flowers Braswell. She's Michael Jackson bad. And the text is from the first quarter of the 15th century. So we're talking early 1400s, according to the British Library. Our source material comes out of Teams Medieval Texts. And I, of course, want to plug my favorite resource, Teams Medieval Texts. They lovingly care for, uh, lovingly cared for by the fine erudites of the University of Rochester. They graciously put out all their text for free, and that's right, it's easy peasy lemon freezy. And I absolutely promise I will never say that again. Thank you. Their resources are indeed free on the internet. 
Um, you should literally hurl them some coins for their collections if the gods of coins have blessed you. Their paperbacks are rather affordable. Their hardbacks will make you feel like a real-life Harry Potter. They have a huge selection of various Middle English texts, so check them out. Now, Love it. are you ready to get into the text, Jan? A hundred percent. Oh, I have been dying to find out what happens to my boys. Excellent. Yeah. So here's a little recap before we get started. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a long trek. It, yeah, it indeed has. So where we had left off is that Ewain had found himself trying to avenge our beat-up buddy, Colgravance. Arthur had heard about Colgravance's defeat, and he set a date to commit his men to combat. But Ewain wanted to get ahead of the battle to claim vengeance for himself. You remember that so far? Yep, absolutely. Great. So Ewain rides out, goes through the Forest of Doom, finds the Churl of Cain, if you mm -hmm. remember him, we called yep. him Old Greg at one point, yep. who sends him to the Ferris tree by the chapel where there was a well with a chain that leads to a bucket with a provided ladle. Ewain splashes water from the basin onto the stone to call the storm, which summons a knight who was angry. That's right. Yeah. Ewain and the knight engage in combat, and this time it's a pretty epic fight. Both knights seem fairly matched. Ewain gets the upper hand, cleaves the Dark Knight, who, um, as we learned, is named Salados the Rus. Okay, good old Salados coming on in. That's right. God, what up? He had to have been even mysterious back then, even with the names we've heard. That's pretty, yeah, that's mysterious for sure. Absolutely, Salados. Yeah. Oh, dude, ninja, 100%. Uh, guy has like smoke bombs on him. 100%. Oh, 100. Yeah, and he turns into a bat. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so Ewain cleaves Salados the Rus in the helmet all the way to the skull. Okay. Do you remember? Yeah, I do remember this. The, the vivid detail that you only get from people who <laughs> probably had that experience and survived. Anyway, um. Salados runs back to his castle knowing he is gravely wounded. And on the way back to the castle, a trap is sprung on Ewain at the castle gate, which cuts his horse in half. A lovely maiden named Lunette comes forth and finds our knight. And it turns out that Ewain was kind to her when she was a courtier in Arthur's court. That's right. She gives him a ring, which makes him invisible. And he waits on her bed, giggity, while a funeral for Salados is had, which is kind of weird and depressing a little bit. Right? Sure, and sad. sure. Uh, meanwhile, he falls in love with Salados' lady. So real quick turnaround on Ewain. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Who, by the way, uh, she has not been given a name so far, and that may change. Maybe okay. she gets a name. Okay. Maybe she's that important. Sure. And he desires to marry her badly. He falls in love at first sight. Salados' widow is very sad, but she is chastised by Lunette, the maiden who gave Ewain the ring. Okay. That was her name, Lunette. That's right. Uh, and Lunette chastises Salados' widow for being selfish and simply mourning when she, the lady, should be worried about protecting the castle against Arthur's coming, which has been reported by a merely mentioned Lady Savage. Salados's widow decides rather quickly that she needs a knight in order to help defend her lands, and Lunette suggests Ewain. He is brought forth, and eventually, after some light manipulation, the court agrees to support the marriage between Ewain and Salados's widow so that Ewain may defend against the armies of Arthur. Okay. Yep. And now we can begin part three of Ewain and Gawain. Oh, uh, it sounds like it's about to get epic. 
It is going places, and I will guarantee you that you will see none of them coming. I, I haven't seen one, <laughs> one fucking twist in this whole story coming, so yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But the story walks, oh. is what I will tell you. Great. After her barons had agreed for her, the lady, to marry, she went quickly, uh, and in that hall, all her barons were waiting and holding their parliament, and they agreed to marry her. She said, sirs, we need an agreement. Since I must have a lord to lead and oversee my lands, tell me soon how you will decide. Madam, they said, do as thy will. We shall agree to all of it. So Great. Sure. They're going with her. Uh-huh. Then the lady, the widow, went again to the chamber of Sir Ewain. Sir, she said, God save me. Uh, other lords, I will have none. If I left you, I would not do right. Which I kind of like that wordplay. If I left you, I wouldn't I would not do, right. do right. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Poetic. I, yeah. I like, uh, yeah. You who are a king's son and a noble knight. The narrator tells us then that now has the maiden accomplished her intention. She brought Sir Ewain out of his anger. Then the lady led him into the hall. She brought Ewain before all of the barons, and they all said certainly, this knight shall wed the lady. And each one said to himself, these, these are the lords now, that they had never seen so fair a man. For his beauty, and it says in his hall and bowra, and I don't have a fucking clue what these words mean. Um, I did some digging. It's possible that the way that I concluded it is that his look and behavior uh, are super attractive. Sure. So uh, okay. hall could mean health. According to the Middle okay. English Compendium, Bowra, so he just looks healthy. <laughs> yeah, and Bowra could mean behavior. So, like, he comported himself well, right? Like, he, he was a... He had a je ne sais quoi. He had a walk about him, sure. He was a, a charming guy. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, again, it's kind of hard um, to kind of understand how physical attraction was portrayed in the medieval ages. But it definitely had to do with rank and behavior, you know, which is... Weird too. Well, I guess maybe to us, but maybe not. I don't know. I, I imagine they were impressed with anyone who had washed hands and like didn't slouch. I just imagine it a, a period of just everyone's dirty all the time and just, yeah, fucking dying. At, to uh, that point, and this is a good aside, um, certain people were dirtier than others. And I would actually okay. argue. I, in, I mean, I can't wait to hear the hierarchy here. Oh, but yeah. yes. So have you ever gotten really dirty? Once or twice in my life, I've uh, I've met some dirty situations. Sure, sure. Is it comfortable? I mean, like if you, you're caked in mud from working in fields, is that comfortable? I I uh, am shocked at what people can adapt to. <laughs> I am just utterly shocked sometimes when I, uh, especially living in this fair city of L.A., I often are, are traveled by people and just think. Their level of comfort is somewhere under their level of laziness, right? If they're just uh, willing to just not put it, I sure some folk were probably very cleanly back then. I I do not doubt it. 
So this is where it comes to, right? Like if you worked in the fields and you were muddy all the time, there is a very strong chance that you would bathe somewhat frequently, right? And sure. just to get rid of all this sure, kick on sure. crap that's on you um, because it does chafe, it itches, you know, um, you're tracking it all over the fucking house. I still can't you know, imagine like, you're brushing your teeth. You're like... Uh, no, uh, but I'll say this. Like this is where the stigma comes from. Um, are you familiar with bathhouses? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I've, I've met one or two in my life. <laughs> so again, bathhouses are super common in the Middle Ages. Sure. Okay. okay. Sure. And they are definitely uh, not, you know, uh, places of virtue and virginity, right? Sure. So sure. a lot of, uh, as, as they have like fun, 50s just like people we... would say, hanky panky, meaning sex happened in um bathhouses right uh so they they swing just like we swung hey oh yeah it's great it's great um so what happened is you saw on the books that there would be laws passed against bathing in bathhouses and that's where a lot of the perception that people just didn't bathe now that being said if you were a lord or a lady you probably didn't bathe as often as um, somebody who sure, worked clean in the fields all the time. Or yeah right well yeah relatively you probably stank like fucking animal but you know um not compare, you know, you, you weren't dirty in the same ways, sure. if that makes sense, sure. you know? And, and again, that stigma on bathhouses means that probably people did use those a lot. Sure. You know, when they're passing laws against these things, it's not because they're not popular. It's usually because they're crazy popular. You <laughs> sure. Know? Yeah. Sure. So that, that, that's bathing in the middle ages. That's my take on it. Um, were there a lot of stinky, smelly people? Yes, I think it probably got worse in the industrial age where like yeah, fresh water was harder to find, you know. Yeah, yeah. just people are lazy uh, inherently. I just think uh, 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 statistically there are a significant amount of lazy individuals when it comes to personal hygiene. And because I, I think uh, 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 I think like without a world where, where there's deodorant in a store that I have a currency to just go buy. If I had to go through a bunch of shit to clean myself, I would let my general cleanliness go to a point that would shock almost anyone I know. But the fact that I can just buy a bunch of products and fucking it's fine. It's uh, uh, I live a very clean life. I just think there people are gross, man. Uh, a lot of people just roll with it. You're I'm kind of gross. I'm kind of gross. <laughs> I would uh... to be human is to be a little gross. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, and, and you're kind of right. I mean, the the examples that you bring up are interesting. So, but uh, that's a point to be belabored later. Hundred percent. In this case, Sir Wayne is seen as very beautiful, and that's what we sure. can leave it at. And it's either because he's charming or uh, uh, healthy, which... right? Yeah, and sure. probably a combination of both, sure. right? He's not 100%. infected by ringworm, and uh, he's not flipping everybody off and getting sure. just shit-face hammered, I guess. And that's good enough for them. Yeah. So they say, we the barons wish that they were engaged and wed soon on this very same night. Okay, wow. Uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. That's right. So the lady set herself on the dais and commanded all to come to her and bade her steward to call all men from the court to stay before they went away. So I'm guessing, like, she wants to make sure that they all stick around for sure this. and she's on a dais oh yeah so i mean oh yeah. bro uh uh the second you are laid out job of the hut style on a dais fuck yeah you've got shit going your way um uh, yeah she definitely commands the scene as we'll see uh the steward said sirs you must understand that danger is increasing in these lands king arthur is already prepared to be here within a fortnight he and his men are thinking to win this land if they can 
They know very well that he, Salados, is dead, who was lord here in this hold. There is no one among us courageous enough to wield weapons for our protection against Arthur, and women may withstand no battle. Okay. So... Definitely, the steward is not a feminist. Yeah, not uh, not 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 keen with a uh, a weird thing to like. Yeah, he just kind of plugs it in there. Harp it in. Yeah, weird. Okay, fuck man. Um, yeah, fuck women. I mean, <laughs> it's just right point, in the I middle guess, of yeah. it. Cool. No, not really. No. Yeah. Um, so the steward continues. Worse, the women must have a governor. What, um, like they get to elect. I no, guess my no version. Okay, okay, yes, okay. Yeah. My version of of the 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 governor here is like they elect a person to be their, I don't know, spokesperson. I don't. I uh, no. They mean they need somebody to rule over them because they're stupid bitches. Sh- <laughs> that, sure. That's what's happening. Great. Yeah. It's great. not great. It's not. <laughs> no. It's it's horrible and it's troubled and it doesn't read well today's day. Sure. Uh, and I apologize to all women out there. You definitely do not need a governor. You are your own motherfucking governor. So, uh, but the steward continues. Therefore, my lady must quickly be wed to avoid fear. And she will not take a lord unless it is by your agreement. Because, of course, she needs men to agree with her. Then the lords were content with what they heard and saw. And they all agreed that she should take a lord at her own will judgment. So they let her uh, decide whatever she wants. But after they say it's okay. Sure. Then the lady, the widow, said quickly, are you content with this knight? Ewayne. He prefers himself in all ways to defend my honor and be in my service. And certainly, sirs, truthfully... I have never seen him before this day, but it has been told to me that he is the son of King Urien. He is descended from a high lineage, and he is quite bold in knightly deeds. Okay, cool. So he, he comes with a whole bunch of badges. This guy's recognized a, the pedigree on this motherfucker right here. Yeah, get it. Oh, yeah. Love uh, it. Strong and wise and very courteous. He yearns to wife me always. And I love that they use wife as a verb. <laughs> yes, no. Uh, first time, uh, I think, in my life. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, we all just experienced a first for me. So yeah. cool. Great. I want to wife you so hard. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I hope people from now on use that. Yeah, no kidding. I'm going to husband you. <laughs> you know, like... I hope that's muttered under six glasses of wine at some Italian restaurant somewhere. So, uh, nevertheless, I know that he might well have better, and so he is the right choice. So she's really laying it on thick. Um, With the sweet voice, they said, the men at the court, Madam, we are fully content, but hurry up and make sure that you are married this very same day. Okay. They're really pushing it. The narrator tells us uh, that a great prayer they made everywhere that she should take him. Soon they went unto the kirk, or church, and were wedded there. There, Ewain married and pledged himself to the rich lady, Alundine. Okay. So you get a name for her. I love it. Uh, Alundine. And, or Alundina? That fits Salvatore. Or Sa- what? Salados. Salados. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's a good couple. They were a power Salados couple. Salados and Alundine. Oh, Oh, oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, they would kill it on Instagram. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goals, right? Just mm. goals. Oh. oh, yeah. She's the Duke's daughter of Landouille, which I'm butchering that name. Landouille. Is it a part of England? So it turns out I did some digging, right? And it says, or else her land would have been destroyed. 
Okay, so she married or else her land would have been fucking uh, cleared out, this okay. place of Landuit, right? Um, now, I did some digging, and it turns out that Landuit is the name of a town that is currently still in Belgium. Okay. So that is definitely a real place. God knows uh, where we're at in the story. I don't know if this is actually taking place in Landuit or just yeah, some imagined place. Their geography has been uh, fishy. Absolutely. Space and time are not as well demarcated in these middle-aged stories sometimes. I love it. The best. So <laughs> what I assume is that they're just dropping places that are well-known or sound exotic, right? Okay, just like sure. if I was going to make a story about a cowboy, I'm going to mention El Paso. Sure. I'm going to say they rode to Tijuana, even if it's unreasonably far. And, sure. you know, like that's Tombstone. most people just, yeah, totally. yeah they yeah. step out of there and go to Tombstone. Right, right. 100%. Yeah. And sure. you would, even if you said they made it there in four hours, people would be like, uh-huh. okay, yeah, they're cowboys. Why wouldn't they? You know, it's like, like in a uh, team America where they show the, uh, the different, uh, uh, all the, the great monuments of Europe all right next to each other, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And yes, 100% that kind of fetishization of uh, hmm. exotic locales. Sure. That happens. Sure. Um, I also like that they added, or else her land would have been destroyed, as if that's the justification for the marriage. But the, the thing is, I think it is the justification for the wedding in Middle Ages. Um, it's a different age. People often did, could, or would just ride over the hill and fuck you up for resources. Like that was a very real threat for sure, a lot of people. Sure. Um, it could qualify the wedding and weddings were seen as a way to kind of protect you or shield you or join you into something, you know? So, um, there's definitely something there, but, uh, it's weird by today's day. It's almost arranged marriages and those kind of things. Like it brings up questions like that. And yeah. I don't know, you know, or political marriages, they've kind of gone out of fashion. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, well, in uh, our circles anyway, I think they're still in fashion somewhere. Um, yeah. Uh, do you like when's, do people marry to join countries together or to form alliances? Or do you know, like, I don't know. I if see they it more as like as a capitalistic front. I'm sure there are people, uh, I'm sure it's, that, uh, for yeah, sure. I'm like for status, for, mm. for power, for money. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, but in the, the like medieval sense where you're, Sure, marrying for for literal like peace between two nations. No, we have grown out of that. No, you're 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 not wrong there. But right, uh, I still think yeah, folk, for money, yes, yeah, I, sure. I will hundred percent. power, agree. I mean, that's just stupid. Status, yeah, yes, yeah, sure. All that uh, but yeah, it's a little different when you're doing it as a defensive, you know, pact or something. Sure, you know, sure, so. sure. Anyway, uh, thus they were married among all the rich barons. They everyone were full of much mirth that day. There were very great feasts everywhere. Love it. Great okay. mirth, yeah, repeat yeah. it again, was made in that place and forgotten now was the death of him who was Lord before. So no. poor Salados, dude, sure. they, they, they just like, whatever, that guy's done. Also treat me as kind of ignorant. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ignorant. Sure. Mirth. Mm-hmm. What are we? Uh, what are we looking at with mirth? What's the uh, happiness? Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you are full of mirth, it means you are very happy. It okay. was uh, used a lot in the Middle Ages to denote joyfulness. Yeah. What a simple word. What a simple and I love it. It's a very happy word. Mirth. Mirthy. Yeah. You're uh, um, yeah. Love it. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. You are. It's very noun centered. You know. So full of sure. mirth. It would you be um, possessing mirth? Right. That means you. Holding Quite happiness. Happy. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of these grammar terms kind of, uh, because they're more Latin based, hmm. um, you know, they, uh, uh, 
They have different uh, syntax. I, I mean, it's a language that was slightly closer to the source, right? Um, so, yeah, and sure. it was very mixed in a different way, too. Sure. You know, it didn't gain some of the benefits that we have now. So that's why sometimes these things just sound nuts. Or, or why certain things, when you say them a certain way, sound medieval. Hmm. You know, hmm. so, yeah, it sound sure. antiquated. Um, sure. And that'll happen a lot here as some of my modernizations. I just go for what they actually say in the text because I think it sounds badass when they say it a certain way. Oh, you know, are you but, kidding me? The word mirth? Right. I'm, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm riding mirth into the rest that. of my day. I can't <laughs> yeah. wait to use it on the subway. Like, yeah. it's I could have modernized, modernized that, but I chose not to. Mirth yeah. is a fucking badass word. Everybody right. should know it. Sure. Yeah. The wedding festivities lasted until, truthfully, King Arthur came to the well with all his knights. Every each one behind Arthur, they left no one. Hmm. So everybody that Arthur could bring, he brought. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, and the wedding festivities, then that means they go for like two weeks. Wow. People are going nuts, right? Yeah. Then Sir Kay, if you remember him, he's our... back. I fucking love me by Sir Kay. Hey. Uh, yeah. The sarcastic uh, son of a bitch is back. I love it. And he says. Now, where is he who made such a boast as before to avenge his blood-related brother-in-arms? Uh, so in that case, he's talking about um, Colgravance, because if you remember, right. Wayne, yeah, made the boast that he would go immediately to yeah. go uh, get him. Uh, and Kay continues, I wish his words were all in vain. He made a great boast before the queen, and here now he is nowhere to be seen. His proud words are all now silent. I reckon that what happened is he took one look at the knight that he had to fight and he became ill. So he's calling him a pussy. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, that's what's happening there. Probably justifiably so, but you know, whatever. Yeah, then Gawain... Who's there? Uh, I love it. We're getting all the boys. They're all back. They're, They're all, all back, back together. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Yeah. We had been on the Wayne train for a while. Yeah. But now for arguably a century. But um, <laughs> uh, No, I'm glad. I'm glad we're back with all the boys. And uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Gawain says, sir, for God's love, have mercy. He's talking to Sir Kay here, right? Sure. Uh, God's love, have mercy. For I promise that we shall hear from Sir Ewain this same day. So rest assured, we'll hear from him unless he be dead or put in prison. And to add, I've never heard him speak badly about you. Dang. Yeah. yeah. So some fans. Again, that morality, that like, uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, Sir Gowan is known as Sir Gowan the Courteous a lot of times. So, sure. You know, and and good, good on him. It's uh, always better to be courteous, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Sure, especially as a knight, I guess that's yeah, kind of the rule. Yeah, 100%. Sir Kay says, lo, at your will, from this time forth, I will be still. Hmm. So he'll shut up. Then the king cast water on the stone from the well with all the magical bullshit that happened in the previous episode. And a storm came soon with wicked weather, sharp and cold as it was beforehand told. So as we just said, uh, the king and all his men thought that they were going to have been slain. So bad was the weather that blew with sleet and rain hastily. Sir Ewain now taking the position of Salados or stormy night uh, we gave that guy a lot of names. He prepares to ride out. So he's taking the exact same role. And now with noble shield and strong spear, he rode out dressed in strong armor. He took his noble steed out and he felt that he was as light in the saddle as a bird in flight Cool. to the well. He quickly went. And soon when Arthur's men see him, 
Sir Kay, who knew he would not fail, arrogantly asked the king for the battle. Arthur says, Sir Kay, I grant you what you request. So Sir Kay is looking for a fight. Yeah, so again, as, as happened before, right? Just as like what happened with Colgramance and uh, Ewain previously, once they cast water on the stone, the storm blew. That's right. And then the knight yeah. came out and fought them. And in um, Colgramance's case, Colgramance lost. In Ewain's case, he beat the knight who was sure. Salados. Sure. And now Ewain is the stormy knight. So he rides out. And once the knights see him, Sir Kay says, I want, I want to fight him. Yeah. I love this um this uh this setup this is somehow the the medieval storytellers knew to mix in the sequel into the og you've got two of the main characters fucking fighting each other this is great oh yeah. this is like one of those teenage mutant ninja turtle plot lines where they have to fight Raphael. Yeah, he's Raphael. like yeah because he's like you know being a Raphael. <laughs> and uh yeah this is great um great uh, go, uh please continue absolutely then sir Wayne approached them and came near to see their countenance and to hear them so he wanted to look on their faces sir Kay sprang onto his steed and arthur said bear yourself well now Damn, what a good last action line. That's so good. Very glad and blissful was Sir Ewain when Sir Kay came to him again. But Kay did not know who it was. Kay was looking for his companion before he went forward. Sir Ewain now planned to be avenged for all the quote-unquote great words that Kay had spoken. So uh, Ewain is kind of looking to get some payback here at this point and sir k is looking to see if sir Wayne's body is anywhere or anything okay, like sure, that yeah. sure 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 but he doesn't see him they rode together which means kind of against each other in this sense okay with keen spears okay there was no reverence between them sir Wayne knocks sir k out of his saddle the damn. length of his spear damn k's helmet smote unto the earth more than a foot deep wow. so it's stuck into the ground more than a foot deep However, Ewain would do him no more injury, but alighted down from his saddle quickly. So he gets off his horse. Bro, bro, I, I just did the physic cal- physics calculation for like a foot into the, the, the... Damn. These are like Marvel superheroes hitting each other. This is a fucking like superhero fight. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. All of it. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. It's the hitting Superman through like nine buildings. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Dude. Uh, when even the debris that's coming off of them is like leaving craters in the ground. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's super up. hyperbole. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Sir Kay's horse, he took in haste. So. Ewain takes his horse, much like uh, what happened to Colgr- uh, Sure. and presented it to the king full courteously. Everyone was glad and full of wonder that Kay should suffer such a shameful fall. And each of the men said to the other, this is he who scorns all men. Of his woe, Sir Kay's, the men were well pleased, as in he got what he deserved. Okay. Sir Ewain then said to the king, Sir King! Which I love, Sir King. Yeah. <laughs> Put six more titles on yeah, that, right? Um, uh, Dr. Professor. Um, uh, there's a Guar villain that's a uh, Dr. Professor uh, Mr. Skullhead Face. Yeah. That um, cracks uh, yeah. me up. Yeah, I read that and was like, 
Sir King, Dr. Reverend King. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah. So, yeah. I give you this steed so that it may help you in your need. To me, it would be a great trespass to withhold what was already yours. So he doesn't want to take anything from. Arthur said, what man are you? Of you, I have no knowing, but you should disarm yourself, meaning remove your armor, like in this case. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, wow. Or else give me your name that I might hear. Right? So, like, reveal yourself, I yeah, guess sure, you're saying. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, uh, Lord Ewain said, I am Ewain. Then the king was wondrously joyful. And Sir Kay was then a sorry man who said that he was stolen away. And I'm not sure what the fuck that means, that he was stolen away. But he lay on the ground all disconfit, which is a, a French term meaning, like, all fucked up or all over the place. Okay. Like, not in your senses. Sure. Um, scattered. Sure. sure. Something like that. And to him, and it's going to come up a bunch of times, by the way, disconfit is a thing they like to say, and it shows some of the French coming into this. Yeah, yeah. right, mm. which is interesting in its own. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Norman. Uh, yeah. After 1066, William the Conqueror comes over, brings the Norman court over to English. That's the Battle of Hastings. That's what unifies England. Um, and you have the first like official king of England, who is um, William the Conqueror. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're saying this all. Like, I, I, I even follow... It's in the Bayou Tapestry, Jan. God damn it. I don't even know... I hardly know the word tapestry. <laughs> I, I, I hardly know that. All right? I've got a vague recollection. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I'll take your word on it. That's why I'm here. This is how nerdy <laughs> I am. There is literally a YouTube video that mixes Bringing Sexy Back by uh, Justin Timberlake uh-huh. with the Bayou Tapestry of 1066 this fight. And I might link it into the uh, You the better. Podcast. You yeah. better. Because, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I might play it over what we're saying because it's just some nerdy medieval people. They have no copyright claims. <laughs> to you. Like they have no legal action. Sure, They're sure. probably poor students like myself. The production value on it is surprisingly high, dude. So yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But um, yeah, I will definitely play it. And I will play it for you after this episode. I can't wait. Because uh, yeah, we're uh, Bayou Tapestry, 1066. Great, Marcel. Oh, Great. <laughs> Do you want to, uh, let's go down a camera rabbit hole, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we all have our things. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, the king and his men uh, were full glad that they had Sir Ewain back. And very glad was Sir Gawain to hear of the welfare of Sir Ewain. So he was happy that his buddies sure, still that, around. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, for none was to him half so dear out of all that court than Sir Ewain. The king then besought Sir Ewain to tell him all that he, Ewain, had done. So the king wants to hear everything. And soon Sir Ewain began to tell him all of his fate and how it happened to him. He told them about the knight that he had chased and how he had wed the lady and how the maiden had helped him well. Thus, Ewain told Arthur all the details. Sure. Sir King, he said. (laughs) The best, yeah. I beseech you and all your company, meek and mild, that you will grant me that grace to dwell with me to my purchase, meaning his newly acquired property. So he wants them all to stay. Okay. Uh, and see my castle and my tower. That would do me great honor. The king granted him full right to dwell with him for a fortnight. So the king's like, I'll kick it for you for two weeks. Yeah, that cool. sounds great. great. Yeah. Sir Ewain thanked him many times, and the knights were all glad and full of bliss as Sir Ewain led the way. And soon, a squire... He sent unto the castle uh, to warn the lady of their coming. And that his, the squire's lord, Ewain, was coming with the king, Arthur. And when the lady heard this thing, there was not a living soul who had a mouth who could tell of her delight. 
which is the weirdest way to say that she was really happy. Okay, but like it sounded again very poetic. I, I like I like a lot of the cadence of all of this. I like the you you still pick up what they're saying just based off the feeling of the words. Like yeah, I'm uh, yeah yeah. I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. This is a weird construction that just doesn't exist today in terms of just words At all. you would string yeah. together. Yeah, there was not a living soul who had a mouth who could tell of her delight. I, I just, yeah, that's, uh, fuck, man. Uh, it, that's something you hear in passing on the streets. Uh, like, just, wh- what? Um, sure. And just a random collection of uh, yeah, nonsense. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but it's got a logic to it, you know? Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, and, so, and, and it's, like, poetic. And, it yeah. is poetic, yeah, if, if nothing else. Hastily, that gracious lady commanded all her men to attend her, and they all dressed themselves in their best clothes to receive the king that came that same day. They received him in rich decor, riding on many noble steeds. They hailed him full courteously and also his company. They said that he, Arthur, was worthy of fear who could lead so many men about. Okay. Then there was great joy, I tell you. Well, not me, I tell you, but the narrator, apparently, uh, with banners spread in every street and damsels dancing very well with trumpets, pipes, and fristela, which is uh, flutes, apparently. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, still, you can look up that word, and it still means flutes, apparently. So sure. fristela, fristela, okay. I don't know. Uh, the castle and city rang with minstrels and noble song, and it does give us some insight into like so it gets how they get down. Yeah. yeah, 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 which is pretty much how we get down, which sure. is, yeah, music and girls. A hundred percent. I'm sure that shit slaps uh, uh, for, for that day and age. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, sure. Some they, medieval flute? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. pipes and trumpets and, oh, you know, they yeah. got some brass. I don't know. Yeah, they're getting down. They all came together to keep their king in fair manner, meaning happy. The lady went throughout the town with her many bald, meaning brave here. Okay. So bald means okay. brave. Hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, to all bald men out there, uh, good job on being brave. Brave. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, these barons clad in purple and ermine. You remember what ermine was? No. The white with the black dots. Okay, yeah. yes. Now uh-huh. I do. 100%. So they're in purple. They're dressed like pimps. Sure. <laughs> so what, yeah, yeah, this this I mean, a thousand percent. Yeah. With girdles all made of fine gold. Damn. No, these motherfuckers are showing. <laughs> like oh, they're literally like, yeah. looking like yeah, fucking yeah, pimps. I mean, yeah, dude, yeah. dude, like there's very little difference between that. Uh, no, the, pimps look like them. God damn. That is true. They're bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. The lady made very merry cheer. She was, as the editor says, decked out with precious love tokens. So I imagine, st- no, it's got to be all the shit like men have been handing her. I she yeah, just that's got how like I bags and like, yeah, she's got like gems and shit, shit that just men have been handing her. She's like, great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how I read it too. I, I really don't know what this means. I'd have sure. to look into it further to see how what the ceremony of love tokens was, but it's really outside of this, and it's just one line. So you know, I had better use of my time. Yeah, sure. Like sure. when I go off about tournaments in a couple of pages, then uh, we'll see. But I go can't, off on tournaments. Can't so. wait to hear about. Oh, it. it's good. Yeah, you'll like this because it will flip on its lid what you know about tournaments. But let's get there later. All around her was a great throng of people who cried and said, Welcome are you, King Arthur. Of all the world, you bear the flower. Cool. All right. Okay. Sure. The, That's, the, uh, the, bro, 
great. Love it. You bear the flower too, my child. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. Hey, I see it in you. Yeah. It is very much a medieval compliment that has definitely gone away. I say we bring it the fuck back, okay? And um, of all the world, you bear the flower. I, God, I, am I blushing? Because I feel like I'm blushing. Lord King of all kings, that's what they call him, and blessed be he that thee brings. So there is kind of a weird construction. They're kind of conflating him with Jesus a little bit, I feel like. Okay. And there's like some overlapping Christianity. Sure, sure, uh, sure. That Love being it. said, Xerxes was uh, also known as the King of Kings. Uh, yeah. And Dan Carlin has a really good history bit, um, which we'll actually talk about a little bit later for the tournament thing. But yeah, anyway. When the lady saw the king, she went unto him and held his stirrup while he dismounted, which seems to be a power move. Like a lot of people have huh. done that in the story. Huh. Huh. Uh, but soon, when he had sight of her, they met with much mirth. Hmm. With kind words, she greeted him. A thousand times are you welcome, she said. And so is Sir Gawain the courteous. Hmm. So she calls him out by name, which I think is good. Yeah, sure. And title. Right, yeah. The king replied, Lady white as a flower, God give you joy and great honor, for you are fair and with gentle body. With that, he took her in his arms. And full fera he gan hear falda. Uh, so he completely enfolded her. You know, for a day and age, for a day and age when like people were so conservative that like showing off a leg was like a, I, this is such a, my, my perception of this era is very, very conservative sexually. But this story is just soaking wet. Just like, <laughs> fuck, man. People are horny as shit. And hearing about bathhouses, like, yeah, because if, if you don't have TV, if you don't have a fucking Oculus, if you don't have a bunch of, like, cool restaurants to go to, what do you do? Well, everyone's got private parts, and you can fucking uh, mash them against each other in a fucking bathhouse, and that'll burn an hour of the day, so fuck it. Um, wow. Yeah, and you were filthy before, and you walk out, like, actually clean. <laughs> I'm feeling you know, great. Like, yeah, feeling exactly. Great. Hey, I support you. You do you. You do you. I'm just... It's a very different in, uh, impression of what I uh, figured medieval Europe would be. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. We all have our impressions of what we want the past to be. But a lot of those things are just the projections that we put on the past to satisfy narratives that we've constructed around it versus like what may have actually happened. Sure, you know? sure. Also, we're encompassing like hundreds of years yeah, of history heaven forbid, into a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, heaven like forbid people were mind. unique and interesting. <laughs> heaven forbid different cultures had different ways of being <laughs> and that there's a million stories out there that were just untold. Heaven forbid any of that. No, 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 no. I want it uh, 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 broken down to one word. Filthy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. It would be nice, you know, and for compartmentalization of these ideas, yes, it works for exploring actual history and truth. Um, now you got to cast those ideas aside and fair, uh, fair. it becomes a little more interesting. So um, as we said, uh, the king enfolded her. <laughs> which that's Cool. Yep. Hey. The, the, the text, right? He, her, fold, uh, followed the... Um, there were many to behold this sight, so lots of people saw this, and there is no man with tongue who could tell about the mirth that was among them then. So again, you get that construction of no one could tell about how beautiful it was. 
So I don't know if they're like orging. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I mean, it's at least a sexy party. Okay, um, well, wait till the next, next line. Of maidens, there was a great number so that each knight may have one. I mean, again, how fucking horny. I'm sure half these knights are married. I like I I don't know that for a fact, but I know it. <laughs> oh, it's not a party until there's a girl for each guy. I mean, yeah. uh, cool heteronormativity at its best. It just really does show you what the storyteller was hoping the audience, and I'm sure they were fucking just eating this shit up. Oh, I'm absolutely. sure this was yeah. probably why. If it popular. was written down, yeah, this this fucking uh, this, this story was gold. Yeah. Great joy did Sir Ewain make in housing the king. So again, you know, it's just a wild party. The lady among them altogether made full great joy and games. In the castle, thus they dwelled. Full great mirth was among them well. I think we get it at this point, but they really want you to know that this was a good time. And I yeah, think it does. Yeah, super happy. Everyone's fucking. Yeah. yeah, and they're starting a game. Um, now, games are weird in this time, too. There's um, at the very beginning of Sir Gowan and the Green Knight, there's a description of a game, which is like a kissing game. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm already, already, already I mean, just. <laughs> this is what on, we were talking about. On right? your podcast player, just go skip back like fucking 45 seconds and you'll find the exact. I mean, too horny. They're too horny. Kind of, you know, um, but there was a game and uh, if I, I'm probably misremembering it and I'll have to dig into it. And at some point on this podcast, I promise you we will dig into the English, um, you Green know, Knight? possibly Chesterian version of the Green Knight. I would Gowan and the Green love Knight. to be there for that. Not that okay. I'm going to insert myself. That's another slog. Yeah. yeah, I understand. But if you're willing to do I it. I think I'm your guy for slogs. Okay. I think yeah, it's yeah. happening. Yeah, I think but, it is yeah. happening. Um, and so, if I'm yes. not, it, it's whatever. It's whatever. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, but I will definitely hold you to that. Oh, right. Because <laughs> I know okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and I can find you always. So, and, um, and I love me that Green Knight. Absolutely, yeah. I think we'd have fun doing it, too, I, if I'm being honest. Um, but we're segueing away from our guests, so let's uh, keep to them. Um, but the kissing game in uh, Sir Gowan and the Green Knight was something like, you know, you guess what I have behind my hand, and if you're wrong, you got to kiss me, right? Like, so, yeah, it's a hell of a herpes spreader, probably. Yeah, but, yeah for uh, sure. And again, but, it, but it shows you kind of a different view of what you were saying, you know, yeah. but like sexuality was a really weird fluid thing. Um, Catholics kiss though too, like as Palmer's kiss is brought up in Shakespeare. Huh. Um, when, um, Juliet's trying to be a little more like, let's not kiss romantically. Let's kiss like Palmer's do, which Palmer's were people who went on pilgrimages and they had palm leaves and it was really weird, but okay. yeah. Huh. So, um, huh. you know, it was like a religious thing. Um, huh. so she was conflating it with like, um, that, that there was a platonic like, kissing. Uh, uh, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. A ritualized, just right. a thing that what? Yeah, huh. right. Um, huh. Before, um, have you ever been to Catholic mass? You've been to Catholic mass. I've been to Catholic in your mass. Life. I think somewhere with you. There's, I had, I, yeah, had I, you, you know, together. I went to Catholic school for uh, four years. Um, I flunked out of Catholic school. <laughs> sure, which did. I, um, that's one of the proudest things I can uh, say I've done. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the. There's a point where they, they say the uh, greeting of joy or something like that, right? Where, where you turn and you shake hands with your neighbors. But it used to be the kiss of peace. So it used to be huh. that you would... And it was, huh. it's like um, uh, when we're meeting our cousins from Italy. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. how do they greet you? Uh, the, them kisses on the cheek. Yeah. One per cheek. Right. 100%. And even our Argentine thing where we put our cheeks against each other. Yeah. And, like, 100%. Kiss and then make thing. a kissing sound. But yeah. by the way, if you're listening to <laughs> this, I apologize. But... <laughs> 
Uh, in Argentina, in Argentina, anyone you meet who is like, you have to be rooted firmly on 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 Argentinian soil. It doesn't really happen here in the states, but it is a cheek to cheek kiss. Then you pull back, and somehow everyone knows you, you go, go in for the for other, the side. other <laughs> yeah. cheek. And I'm not joking. You hit both cheeks, kiss sounds, and then let go of the person. It's a very bizarre ritual, greeting ritual, and we do it every time instinctually. I don't, I don't. Yeah. It's just culture, and it's yeah. greeting. And, uh, and so that's, uh, but I'm conflating the point of sexualizing the kissing. It could be that kissing at this point was seen more as that. I don't know. I doubt it, dude. Guys, it could are be both. Fucking, it could be yeah, both. But yeah, but all these uh, the the storyteller's a horn dog. Like uh, he's yes. a uh, <laughs> a horny dude. I have a feeling just kissing a girl didn't become like a sexy thing. And like, oh well, that was eighteen forty three. Like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure. That spans a pretty good amount of time. Um, uh, yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. So, the king was there with his knights, there meaning in the city with his knights for eight days and eight nights. Okay. So now we're we're getting at least some space and time again. So that's good. So, but also, what a hell of a party, man! Like we don't sure. as Americans, we don't experience that kind of. Uh, holiday you know um in europe they do you know like um and and other places there's still festivals that are multi-day um where you will literally be drunk for like eight days straight you know well not eight days we gotta that is the most american sounding thing we gotta jump on that train oh yeah yeah Yeah. (sighs) something at least a three-day festival for something you know um but there's no, there's nothing, you know, you got Let's one day. Let's change the 4th of July to the 3rd, 4th, 5th, maybe. Oh, man. Uh, See, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. A 3rd, 4th, 5th would be dope. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd fucking celebrate oh, the shit man. out of that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Owain was very merry with uh, Alkin Gaiman. So it means uh, every pleasure. But uh, I, I do want to uh, underscore that it kind of means like all the games. Okay. So okay. again, this idea that there's, there's games going on. You know, um, and I think that that's really important. Uh, Yeah, probably. But also, uh, a lot of them probably very violent. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, because that's also, um, as we'll see, that there's in medieval times, you know, um, like beating each other up was fun. If you don't got TV... And there's a lot of male energy floating around. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, yes. That's exactly what happens. So yeah. games as tournaments, as, as we're going to see, um, which I keep harping on that point, but um, that's, what, that's where I think that they're gaming in that sense. Okay. Like, uh, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, anyway, so I like uh, how he's digging on all the games. Of course. Sure. He, Ewain, asked the king then to thank the maiden that had helped him in his journey. So talking about Lunette, the girl that gave him the ring that okay, made him invisible. That that gave him the invisible ring that led to all these. these uh, okay. Okay. Great. So we're still in this swinging party. Games are going afoot. And uh, okay. And he says, hey, you should recognize this super dope chick, right? right. Um, who sure. really helped me out in my time of need. Great. Uh, and that same day, uh, they took solace in hawking. So now they're hunting using hawks. Uh, for oh, the- fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, but great. That, that's a kingly sport. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Uh. For the area had a very fair country with woods and parks of great plenty and many castles wrought with lima and stana. So lime and stone. Uh, and that uh, these had all become Ewain's since he had taken his wife. 
So, wow. you know, he's showing okay. off all his lands. Sure. And, you know, um, look at all my shit. Exactly. Look at all my shit. It's when your boys come over and you show off your cool stuff. Now it came time for the king to leave back to his country. As long as they were there, Sir Gawain did all his best to get Sir Ewain to travel with them when they were going to depart. So already we got some conflict coming back. Sir Gawain wants, or Sir Gawain wants Sir Ewain to travel with them. Okay. Okay. Sure. This is going to become important. Gawain said, Sir, if you lie at home, the men will begin to talk. A knight is not one to leave his chivalry and lie warming himself in bed after he has wed a lady. For when a knight has great support, it is time for him to win his renown. The okay. text states, I love this line, the text states to win his loser. So to like win his loss or his lose is what huh. it says. And now um, it's contradictory in our modern sense. But the way that it's translated or modernized is that lose in this case means, uh, or lose, um, I don't know, it is translated more into like your, your fame, your renown. But I think there might be something that's contradictory in here. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Um, it does foreshadow some issues. And our editor says this. This is the lovely Mary Flowers Braswell, by the way, being quoted here. So, quote, the situation set up by the poet here, the husband's proving himself in arms after a happy marriage, is one Chaucer exploits from a female point of view in the Franklin's tale, which is one of the um, Chaucer's tales, the Canterbury Tales. Okay, okay, okay. In both stories, this motif motif uh, serves to portend trouble. So, again, we can expect that there's going to be some trouble based on this, that Great. he's going to yep. go out for Things violence. have been too merry. Too merry. I'm feeling, a, I'm feeling a plot twist. Yeah, which it felt like things were wrapping up, though, right? A little bit. Yeah, for sure. For a minute, I thought that was it. the story was ending, but I am... Uh, unlike the listener, I can see you're still holding a lot of paper. I am holding so, a lot of paper. Yes. So to me, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I had an idea that, uh-oh, Jason Voorhees is about to wake up. He's about to get up in the background, and we're going to keep talking like he's uh, not back to doing what a Jason Voorhees does, which is kill Yeah, a lot of people. And Ewain uh, still has the potential to kill a lot of people, is what sure, I was saying. Sure, sure. Yeah. There's a potential for everybody to kill a lot of people in this story. They're all fictional, so let's see where it goes. Gawain continues. Or Gawain, which one do you want? Uh, I like... Uh, uh, the Ewain and Gawain? We talked about this Yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm still on the fence, to tell you the truth, because if, if one of them is going to be Ewain, then we go Gawain, because that way their names are separated a bit more. Okay, you want that? Gawain? Yeah, sure, okay. sure. Let's go Gawain. Gawain continues, and if I fuck it up, you... Correct me, my friend. Yeah. For when a knight is chivalrous, his lady is all the more jealous and she loves him all the more. Therefore, sir, you shall not delay to follow armies in every country or to follow arms. Arms or armies becomes kind of like mixed in this point, but like to follow the way of the blade, right? Okay, sure. Then will more men praise thee. You have enough in your power that you may well frequent tournaments so you have enough people with you. And this is going to become important. Side note, uh, I'll talk about more in a minute, but what do you know about uh, medieval tournaments, Jan? Like when I say the medieval tournament, what are you thinking? I am thinking about a knight's tale, uh, the vessel for um, a Heath Ledger, uh, God rest his soul, God rest his soul. Um, I am thinking of medieval times down in Santa Ana or wherever 
wherever medieval times. I, I forget. I don't know if it's, it's in Buena Park. Okay, yeah. great. That's uh, medieval the one we times went in to. Buena Park. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I am thinking of people. Uh, um, in an arena-style thing, there's a princess. She has a rose. There's a king and a queen. Everyone's got a chicken leg. The, you're drinking Pepsi for some reason, and I'm, <laughs> I just don't know why. But there's a big old sand pit, and they do a bunch of jousting games. Horses, fucking dudes with uh, uh, joust and full armor and swords and shields. And occasionally a mace gets busted out. Whoa. Um, there's, what else? What else does a tournament have? Um, uh, Nailed on one element that I, I think is probably in the general zeitgeist, right? Which is jousting. Sure. 100%. Jousting yeah. for us is probably... Now, would you say that's probably one of the more important parts of a tournament, just based on your experience with I what would, tournaments I would are honestly, prescribed as? as? As a person who has gotten most of their education from uh, very cool films, I would say if you're saying a tournament in the medieval ages, jousting is a must. That is like uh, uh, eating with a fork. You're going to use a fork, right? It's one of the things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, jousting, sadly, was... It did happen. Okay, first. Of Let course. me put it there. Sure, sure. Okay? Um, and joust... By the way, uh, if I was to kind of bleach my mind from the things that I have learned, I would absolutely say jousting is a must for medieval stuff, too. I, I grew up with you. Yeah, 100%. Uh, medieval yeah. times. Fucking one of my favorite places of all time. Of all time. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I am old and I would go there in a heartbeat. If somebody invited me or if I knew that somebody was cool going there, I would absolutely be like, yes, let's drop $25 and go to And go to fucking I don't know if it's still $25. I'm but sure it's like $125. Yeah, Probably it's I'm like sure. crazy yeah, expensive yeah. these days. But Inflation is a bitch. Yeah. But truly in is. 90s Marcel's mind, it was $25. <laughs> Uh, that is now like almost 30 years ago, so don't take it for what it is, but yeah. Um, so jousts were a thing. They were not the thing. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and this is where I'm going to delve into a little bit of history. Okay. And um, I'll read what I have written and then I will explicate anything that you want me to. You'll be hearing from me if it gets crazy. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'll start. Like we were saying, jousts were a thing. There was definitely some one-on-one -on -one jousting. There was one-on-one -on -one combat that did happen, usually with newer members to the tournaments. Hmm. They wanted to showcase skill. Hmm. It could be for great champions, too. They, they wanted to showcase like how badass somebody was. Sure. So they sure. would have one-on-one um, -on -one jousting. But it was definitely not the main event of the medieval tournament. The medieval tournament happened way differently, like so many things that we know, than actually happened today. The actual tournament, which if we get into the term itself, tournament, like tournament, right? It's a, it's a French term, but turn, turn, right? So that denotes, a, a, it's a cavalry practice. Okay. So it's a horse thing. Sure. And so after you hit with your, your, jow, you know, your, your shield, what do you do? You turn. Okay. Right? Sure. And so that's where it gets its its name from. Is okay. It's a place where people turn. Roundabout. Okay? Turnabout. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. exactly. A turnabout. So, um, 
And it gets expanded to a place wherein uh, not just as one turn, um, but here's a little piece from Wikipedia, which rings really true to all the things that I had heard and learned about medieval uh, attorneys. So this, this actually really eloquently, I think, summarizes a lot of the learning that I have around this point. Um, at some time in mid-morning, so this is uh, in Wikipedia, a page of what it would feel like to be in a medieval tournament at that time. Great. At some time in mid-morning, the knights would line up for the charge. So it's way more than one person. Okay, like literally you had your, oh, your people. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Already mind blown. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh yeah. You have so a, it's a line. line of night. So the oh man. So the, the margin for error is now significantly lower because you are now running full fucking speed on a horse with a big old weapon, a pole arm, uh um, and people God, Feet away from you on either side. Wow, terrifying. All right, great, great. All righty. At a signal, a bugle, or a herald's cry, some really loud motherfucker, <laughs> the lines would ride at each other and meet with leveled lances. So you have literally just two big sides, and at somebody's yell, right? Sure. They just, just, <laughs> just go. Just charge. Just go. I fucking just love go. It. Oh my God. And leveled lances, so you fucking get it ready. Now, 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 let me ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you. As a are the lances like like when we go to medieval times? Um, and if you're not in Southern California and haven't experienced the wonderful thing of medieval times, it's a stage show that you see where people joust. It's it, but it's all tricks. Like the 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 lances aren't really lance. They're made of balsa wood. The, the whole thing's a show. Clearly. Um, were they making them out of balsa wood or was it just lance? Were they literally handing them? Here's a thing that normally kills people. Good luck. Like, was the job to kill people? Okay, so let me get through a little more of the description okay, okay, because okay. this does come into play. Okay. And it's a Fuck. very good question that you asked. Okay. I want to sure. qualify that and validate you for saying. That's a very good question. Well, thank you, Professor Marcel. Thank you. I feel, <laughs> uh, I feel yeah. great. Uh, so those remaining... Okay, so after they charge each other with leveled lances, uh -huh. those remaining on horseback would turn quickly, which is, again, uh, okay, the action the, the that gives the back. tournament sure. its name, uh -huh. uh, and single out knights to attack. Hmm. There is evidence that squires were present at the list uh, that were staked, they were staked and embanked lines in front of the stands. So again, there's demarcated areas where you can't go, and there's these people waiting with extra lances or weapons that okay, their okay. servants might need. And so, like your pit crew, you had a fucking pit crew, uh -huh, and they could offer their masters up to three replacement lances. <laughs> the, but okay, but but they're lances. They're not like. Bolsa wood lances. These I are. I don't think so, but there is. Hold on, let me get through. Okay, okay. great, 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 great. The melee would tend then to de uh, degenerate into running battles between parties of knights seeking to take ransoms, and would spread over several square miles uh, between the two settlements, which define the tournament area. So this is another thing that a lot of people don't understand about medieval tournaments. That was really common. Is you would literally say like. Jan, you have Janland, and uh -huh. I have Marcellania. Okay, Kay. we'll we'll make it Jan Michaelania. Okay, uh, well, yeah, yeah. no, because uh, two Anias. It's two Anias. I'll go with Jan, Jan the Land. 
Okay. Boom. Jam the land. Love it. Whoa, whoa, Black Betty. Jam the land. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so Marcellania and Jam the land. So they're miles apart. Sure. And that's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. All great. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, in Jam the land, right, you've got uh, your keep and your castle, but we're, we're agreeing this is a tournament. Okay. So we're not actually at war. No, we're not. Okay, this and is this just is important. Us. Yeah, we're sure. not at war. So and unlike the the, uh, uh, the the terror over the mountain that could attack us, we're now just two different uh, uh, kingdoms or, or or towns or whatever in the same general area who have just agreed to. I want to test my best people against your best people yes in a tournament great so the militia will stay back okay um and that's an important part the point that i wanted to make is that you nailed it on the head when you talked about the best of the best kind of fighting each other so what again these are like happy days too these are great like they're tournaments they're 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 in fun and it's exactly what you kind of described of like, let me test my best against your best in a peaceful way where we might lose people, but we're going to do it in an amicable way. And sure. the way that medieval society decided what was amicable was through this idea of the ransom. Okay. Hmm. And the ransom was this, if we're writing out, right, how do I know if I'm good? If I can capture you alive and bring you back with me, I did good. And now I can sell you back to the, your side, your side. Huh? And so now you're worth money and that's way better than killing you. And it shows like Christian charity and chastity. Oh, and of course. Stuff. And yeah, you're yeah. not, you're not going down the dark path and, uh, uh sure. Sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, uh it, it's yes. Anding like, Oh, I could kill you, but you're more valuable and alive. Like, great. 100%. Great. Yeah. And these are, again, um, very, you know, noble knights. The peasantry was arranged. If you're a peasant and you got captured, do you think anybody's going to ransom you? I mean, it depends on how handsome They're just going to run you over. Sure. <laughs> just going to murder the shit out of you because you're worth shillings. You know, like, I don't know what coins they have, pence or whatever. But, um, you know, you're, you're just not worth... If you're a duke or an earl or Dutch or whatever, you know, sure, uh, sure. Uh, uh, I guess a duke and a Dutch judges. But yeah, um, women did not participate in the tournaments, uh, unsurprisingly, though. There were some uh, groups that um, may have contested that. And I'd have to dig into that claim. Huh, so I can't I would actually say that claim. love to know. I would love to it's know. It's a good point was, for research. Because yeah. with enough... Because again, there is no general overview of any part of the human experience. So there had to have been a town or two where it was like, well, we're low. Uh, we're low some players, right? And our line's just not looking that great. But you know, Maria over there, oh, Maria's pretty good with a lance. And oh, she's been riding horses and she was uh, uh, as tall as my knee. Okay, great. So yeah, that chick probably kicked ass. I uh, 100% agree. That's another point uh, for me to research. So sure. I'll dig into it. I'll see if there's any women in tournaments and I'll come back and uh, I can't wait know, to hear circle around that point if uh, I do find that there indeed were famous uh, women, which wouldn't surprise me at all, honestly. Um, most tournaments continued till both sides were exhausted or until the light faded. 
A few ended earlier if one side broke in the charge, panicked and ran for its home base, looking to get behind its lists and the shelter of the armed infantry, which protected them. So you would still have all your dudes at the castle, like holding you back with arrows and stuff. And so if you saw the opposing knights coming too close, you know, you could take pot shots at them or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's audience participation. There's audience. I love it. Yeah. And you're cheering on your dudes and stuff. Of course Um, you you are. And and it's a fun day, right? Like probably everybody's pissed drunk uh you yeah, know yeah and get to use and sure it's drunk day at the military it's because <laughs> following the tournament the patron of the day so whoever was hosting the tournament right which could be split between uh, people but usually it was one person who said i want to foster a tournament and i'm going to agree and this is a really weird part of uh medieval kind of life uh they would offer lavish banquets and entertainment so they might say we're going to meet in the middle at a tent that we're going to put up, right? And they would have a big, like like we have wedding tents in the middle of fucking nowhere, 100%, right? 100%, sure. Yeah. Sure. Prizes were offered to the best night on either side and awarded during the meals. So um, the way you can think of a medieval term is far less like medieval times and far more like Valhalla. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just a perpetual uh, uh, battle. It's Great. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And, but it wasn't to the death. You know, like that was seen as a lesser thing. Did people die in tournaments? Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. People die fucking taking showers. I can only imagine when you're running around with weaponry, um, uh, like in, in games. Yeah, I'm sure people were being knocked off left and right. But it's it's interesting that, yeah, it is a... It's like, it's more like a, a, um, a battle royale than it is a 1v1. Like, it's less of Street Fighter and more your, your Fortnite or PUBG or, you know, it, it's more of that just you're dropped in a field and now you're representing your fucking side. Nuts. Nuts. 100%. Um, yeah, way different from our uh, classic cowboy showdown, which is a projection of what we want in life, right? Chivalry is between these two knights. No. It was all about brotherhood, camaraderie, strength in numbers, um, tactics, those kinds of things. Bro, you know? it was yeah, all, warfare. It was it real was, warfare, you know? It was yeah. all about boredom. Right. It, was all, <laughs> it was all about people sitting around going, well, fuck, man. Things are just going too well. We're a little too happy. It's time to... Well, fuck, man. Uh, uh, this spear here, I haven't really stabbed anyone in like in a year it's time to uh, go stab that friendly kingdom over there fuck that's so sad it would be if like civil war reenactors um donned bulletproof vests and then just shot each other other. (laughs) yeah you know like went at each other that way that's the closest modern like uh, comparison that i could possibly make um, because they're missing that one step, right? They're all just bullshit. They all yeah, just kind of like... It just shoots out powder. Sure, but it would it. be hilarious if it... Well, I don't know if hilarious is a word, but uh, the the more historical connection would be if they just took bulletproof armor and just shot and the just, shit out of each other. And, and, and the people who whoever, got hit in the face. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they just, they just died, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, yeah. uh, your number came up. Sucks. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I got the shot in, man. Yeah. Jesus. I didn't mean to. I meant to capture you alive okay. and sell you back to your people. Okay, so 
there is a tournament that we now know is more of a fucking free for all. Oh yeah, it's more of a uh, uh, an MMO or uh, you know uh, an MMO instead of a one v one. Right. Okay. Continue. Please. You got it. So uh, that's what's being presented to Ewain. Okay. Ewain so is saying, is- "Come with us." And play in these tournaments because okay. that's where you get your name. And, and they do get prizes and stuff, like okay. I mentioned, sure, right? Sure. So, like, you could, as a upcoming knight, this is a great way to get your name kind of out there, right? Okay, like, sure. And, and to, to win your fortune. You could really do a lot of uh, good or damage out there, however you want to view it. So, Gawain continues, you and I shall travel together and I will serve under your banner. And I dare not say, honest to God, that if I had a layman, uh, which was lemon or the woman, sweetheart, um, so fair, I would forget about chivalry to stay home and lie with her. Dang. But even a fool who can do little can still give counsel to another man. So he's saying, even though I'm stupid, you should listen to me, right? Sure. Um, Gawain continues to speak in this way, and Sir Ewain agrees to go to the lady and ask for her leave meaning that Ewain wants to go with Gawain, right? Sure. Uh, or Gawain. Gawain, sure. Ewain finds the lady, but she didn't know why he had come. In his arms, he embraced her, and he said, my layman, uh, sweet, my life, my hila, and I don't know what that means, and all my heart, my joy, my comfort, and my heart, I pray unto thee a thing for you and uh, for your and my honor. So he wants something from her. The lady said, sir, truly, I will do all you command after he's being so lovey-dovey. Dame, he said, or lady is, I guess, what it means. Uh, and I'm just going to say dame from here on out because that's what he calls her. Okay. I mean, the 1930s detective and this guy <laughs> aren't far from each other. Total gumshoe. You yeah. should see the gams on this dame. dame. Yeah. <laughs> it's me and you, kid. Uh, Dame, he said, I ask you that I may accompany the king and with my fair companions seek to follow arms or armies for a while because men would think me a joke if I were to stay at home. Okay. The lady, Alundina, was not happy to let Ewain go. She said, sir, I will give you leave to go under a term condition that I have, which is that you come back soon. I will grant you this whole year to follow arms and to collect brave deeds. But, sir, if you love me dearly, you will return within 12 months, which in this case means 12 months or a year, to pay me the love that you owe me. And if Dang. You, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Just dang. What a fucking uh, girlfriend flex uh, to pay me the love you owe me. Uh, and, uh, you know, could be boyfriend, too. I have I, to... I, Whatever. It, that is just such a relationship flex. God damn, you've been away. You owe me some love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, she's got the taxes. It's yeah. capitalism at work, right? Oh, amen. And if you do not come back by that day, my love, you shall lose forever. Damn. The way she's bringing it. I love it. I love it. Take note before you leave that this is the day of St. John. Therefore, I beg you before I go that you will exclude these two possibilities is what E. Wayne says to her. The lady says, I will grant you everything you ask. So the two um, possibilities that he offers are if he's in prison or if he's dead, then he doesn't have to come back within a year. Okay. 
Okay, sure, great. Um, uh, yeah, that uh, makes sense. I'm, I'm glad she's putting or with sickness. Pre- he doesn't say dead with sickness. Okay, yeah. well that leads to. Uh, but I'm glad she's putting a prenup down. That's actually uh, that's g- good for her. Yeah, good for her. She's right. got terms. Yeah, you know she ain't just gonna sit there. Take yeah, she it. was yeah. she wasn't born yesterday. Well, but she does say that she grants him to this. So if he's um, in prison or if he's sick, he doesn't have to come back within a year. And then she says, I shall loan you my ring that is a very precious thing to me. While you wear this, you will not be in any danger as long as you think of me. These chicks and their fucking rings. They got a lot of rings. They got a lot of rings. And it's so D&D. I love it. That every, <laughs> I just, every ring has an ability. And I fucking love it. All right. Continue. Oh, please. this one's good. Okay. I shall tell you about the virtue that is in the stone. So I'll tell you about what's up with this ring. No prison can hold you, even if your foes be manyfold. With sickness, you will not be taken. Nor will you spill any of your blood. In battle, you shall not be taken as a ransom as long as you have this ring and you think of me. As long as you are true of love, under no circumstance are you to lend it to another knight. Because of great love, I give you this ring to care now for my sake. I, uh, this reads like D&D plus. This is like, <laughs> like high quality. Yeah, there's a spell. It's a ranger spell. You've used it. Uh, uh, by the way, we're nerds enough that Marcel and I play in a D&D game. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Freedom um, of movement. Freedom of movement. So it's a ring of freedom of movement plus. Oh, yeah. It's got um, invulnerability yeah, in there. Because it's yeah. also got some other bullshit in there. Dude, oh, yeah. that's a solid ring. Uh, I'd attune to that. 100%. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. This yeah. is a crazy ring. Yeah. yeah. Sir Wayne said, Dame, Gramercy, which actually, uh, it means many things. But there's a street in L.A. in South Central when I used to work over there that's Gramercy. Okay. And I never knew that it's a French abbreviated term for many things. Merci. Okay. Gra- grand, okay. Grand, okay. like uh, many. Sure, many. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, grand merci. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, um, then he made himself, anyway, that's just a random aside. Then he made himself ready in haste by assembling all his armors and other gear. He had his stalwart steeds, both shield and spear, and also a squire, a knave, and a swain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I got a pretty good idea of what a squire is. Excellent. It's a dude who like hands you a sword in a tournament. He's like he's the guy who's like brushing down the horse. And why is he doing that? Uh, because one day he wants to be a knight. Good. Yeah. Okay. So great. squires are on the path to be a knight. They're good. like uh, the 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 uh, the people that vampires bite that want to be <laughs> like right. They're like one of those fucks. Yes. They're just uh, they're they're a sidekick until they they get their own comic spin off. Bitch it. Great. Absolutely. Now, you can name, think of them as a Robin, 100%. waiting to become Darkwing, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nightwing. But Nightwing. yeah. Yeah. Hey, sorry. Uh, no worries. Yeah. Um. Now. I'm not the, apologizing to you, but the thousands of nerds that just uh, that quivered. just died yeah. inside. <laughs> yeah, sure, totally. and bro, I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, now, a knave. Okay. Is yeah, that, I got that one. A, 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 I'm I'm just gonna go off of gut instinct. That is a like a a, a person that sits to the side that is just cheering along. 
uh, perhaps of the feminine variety? Like it's a... Uh, who Who is the knave? Knaves, um, it, it, all of this has to do with status. Of course. Okay. So uh, knave would be a peasant or laborer, and this is the lowest form of servant. So okay, this is shit. a servant that probably uh, did more of like cleaning the mud off the gear, that kind of, maybe not even that stuff, but just like the very basics of what, uh, and, and yeah, judging getting that we the food, can hardly, getting, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. yeah, but very basic. Um, they're, they're the lowest of the low. They're we the could laborers. hardly understand yeah. their hierarchy and they are at the bottom of that hierarchy. They're not great. great. Yeah. Sure, it's sure. a peasant laborer. Um, okay. it's somebody who's turned. So, is not very so I was good. completely wrong. Great. Yeah. Nave is, right is low. Sure. Very low. And then you have a swain. Okay. Um, a swain. So now, this guy, I know very well. He's got a boomerang that <laughs> he meant, right? Goes over his shoulder. I'm pretty sure he's a battle angel Alita villain. And he throws that fucking boomerang and like, he's got a gigantic robot arm and he's able to catch it as it comes back to him. You did pretty well, but you, <laughs> you missed a lot of the points. Okay. okay uh, yeah. So, uh, but I love your creativity and your I energy. Try. Um, so a swain is an attendant upon a knight who is not aspiring to knighthood. So unlike a squire, so a, a squire who would be somebody fuck? who is a, a aspiring to knighthood. A swain is below that. So it's a, it's a dude. I'm uh -huh. sorry. I'm sorry. So this, this is, is a person actually... who may be like looking after the horse and like actually storing the armor. Versus the person who's actually dressing the knight. It gets really technical. This is hard for me to wrap my head around. A yeah. swain is a sidekick. Yeah, an attendant just, upon a knight. Who's just down, who doesn't have career goals. It's just yeah. someone who's down, <laughs> who like the second they But they're better than a fucking, you know, a knave. So, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know what? Get what you can where you can. Hey. In the camera world, there are ACs, and fucking, you're the best. You're the best. Um, it just, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't know the hierarchy broke down in such a degree. It's good to know. It's good to know. Yeah, and and oftentimes very like ludicrous terms. And there was probably a great amount of overlap over these things, and they probably fought tremendously in the reality about who would do what. And people, it was especially without labor unions, yeah. especially without any consideration of. I'm sure they figured their shit out, but yeah. they probably, oh God, the higher, oh God, sure. I don't know. And then you're talking about a time also where um, plague was real. And so, like, we're talking about, you know, this might be a romanticized view and to show like how excessive things were back then. Sure. Versus like once uh, the Black Death kicked in, you know, a third of Europe died um, and many of these jobs became very conflated and people would, you know, uh. kind of just take positions and titles and things like that. It became really messy. So uh, this uh, might be just a throwback to times where things were simpler and people were more defined in their roles and that showed nobility. Sure. You know? um, but I, I can't tell. You know, I'd have to dig further on that and figure out um, what uh, the scenario looked like later. But I know that there were issues with that later on. Like people, uh, nobility mattered less after the Black Death. And that actually gave rise to humanism. And, huh. Uh, huh. you know, yeah, sure. the sure. Uh, Renaissance. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, Sir Ewain was, uh, or Sir, uh, who was it? One of the sirs. Uh, Gowan was glad and full of bliss that Sir Ewain was ready to go, right? That okay. he was able to get permission. 
No longer would Sir Ewain wait on his steed. Soon he strode out, and thus he took his leave. Many people mourned his leaving. The lady, Alundine, took her leave of the king and of his company, old and young. Her lord, Sir Herwain, she saw off with tears trickling down her cheeks. She reminded him to hold the day that he had said to return. The knights thus went their way to jousting and to tournament. Full bravely did Sir Ewain and Sir Gawain both perform in combat. They won prizes both far and near. The king one time was stopped at Chester. Chester is in uh, Cheshire, which is on the River Dee and is on the border of Wales. And our editor states that Arthur's court tended to move about and one of its seat was in Chester. Um, Jeffrey Ash and others have argued that Chester might have been Care Lijon mentioned in Nenius's Analysis Cambriae, thus the site of Arthur's ninth battle, um, which wow. is in a famous book. So anyway, it's a famous place. He's been there a bunch of times. Sure. And the knights went forth to play. They rode all about for the entire year, the 12-month, jousting and turning. So now a year has passed. Okay. Gone, like water. They won great followers wherever they went. Sir Ewain often had all the renown. Of him and his prowess, the word went wide. Of their deeds, word traveled far in tower and town. So, you know, in keep and uh, all the towns. In this way, they lived life until St. John's Day was long past. So as soon as we set up a problem or a target, we miss it. Okay, okay. Then hastily, and they literally took like one page. Then hastily they went home, and soon unto the king they came. And there they held great mangerie, which I love that word. So that means feast, like manja. Okay. Manja, sure. manja. Manja, manja. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, they had great feasts there uh, with the king and all his company. As you may have noticed, by the way, sir, Ewain is way past the day of his promise. He should have returned Yeah, by now. right? Like we, we kind of blew past that shit and just haven't addressed it. I have a feeling it's coming, but then again, it's a medieval story. So who knows? Fucking Falcon knows. show up and tell us that the second Christ, the second coming of Christ is here. <laughs> that could really happen. Yeah, yeah. it truly could. Sir Wayne remembered then that he had forgotten about his layman. And I love that he remembered that he forgot. And he says to himself, I have broken her commandments. Certainly. Now I will be ruined. The term is past that she set for me. However, will this grief be remedied? He could barely refrain himself from weeping, and right as he was remembering this, into court came a damsel on a palfrey who ambled well, and eagerly down she alit from her horse without help from knave or knight. And soon she let her mantle fall, her um, outside clothing, she had like a, a okay, coat. Okay, right? okay. So she let that fall, and she hastened herself quickly into the hall. So, you know, it's the scene where the girl rises up on this. A hundred percent. Yep, you sure. got it. Yeah. Sir King! She said, using my favorite. <laughs> the best, yeah. God, Matisi, which is uh, God favor you. And I love these interjections, right? My lady greets thee well by me and also good Sir Gawain and all the knights except for Sir Ewain. He is condemned as a traitor, as a false, and as a lither lozenjura, which apparently means wicked rascal. He had betrayed my lady, and she is aware of his deceit. She hoped it would not be so, truthfully, that he would have stolen away from his promise. He made a very mighty boast, and he said that he loved her the most. Damn. All he said 
was treason and treachery. And that he shall fully pay for what he has done. Damn. It is fully against what is right to call so false a man as Ewain a knight. My lady knew that he had her heart and hoped he would keep it and hold it in court. But now with grief he has greeted her and he has broken the term that she had set him to return before the evening of St. John. And now that time is forever gone. So long she gave him respite, but he treated her evilly. Certainly so false a creature has never come from king's blood who could soon, so soon forget his wife who loved him better than her own life. So she's really laying it wow. on thick. <laughs> I mean, just what, what poetry. I mean, just what a way of expressing all. Yeah. Okay. So, so to sum things up, <laughs> Ewain, fuck. Um, Do your best. This is not easy. Yeah. Not, not by any stretch. And that's what I'm trying to, trying to get us caught up. So, fuck, I'm drawing a full blank. Okay. Uh, Ewain promises what to this lady? That he's going to be back when? Uh, 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 when he conquers this tournament, right? He's got one year. One year, yes. She tells him, you got one year. Yes. And does he come back in the one year? No. He no, skips he it fucks entirely. His, yeah, yeah, exactly. Then this woman rides into court where Arthur is in his tournament, right? Uh, after Ewain's been fucking around. And she accuses Ewain of what? Of fucking off. Of, uh, uh, yeah, being yeah. a fucking asshole. Right? Yeah. And that he uh, made a bunch of false promises. Yes. And Which his, he did. Yeah, I yeah, mean, absolutely. Yeah. And, he, and he did fuck off, and he did break a bunch of his promises. Because it's been a year. Oh, yeah. It's been more than a year at this point, so right? So the, yeah. the tournament's been going for a year. Yeah, and I, I have the feeling they're going to many tournaments, right? Like, they're, they're okay. going across the lands. Great. But he, he loves it, right? And he's winning, and so... Great. Okay. He just forgets sure. about it, dude. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And so then this woman comes and uh, rightly kind of confronts him, right? And uh, that's kind of where we're at. She says a okay. bunch of fucking hideous Just words. Just needed, uh, yeah. needed to gr uh, uh, put my feet on the ground. Okay. No worries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Finally, Wayne says, uh, you know, he cracks under all this weight. And he says, thou, talking to the lady, are a traitor, untrue and truthless and also an unkind upstart. Deliver to my lady her ring. So take back, you know, to her. Oh, wow. You're taking the magic ring. Oh, yeah. I got to de-attune to that. Uh-huh. Okay. She went to him and gave him a stern look and took the ring from his finger. And as soon as she had the ring, she took her leave of the king and started up on her palfrey. So she got back up onto her horse. Without more, she went her way. With her was neither knave nor groom nor any man who knew where she went. So she just like okay, so up and she vanished. Just bounced, yeah. Sure. Uh night elf, you know, yeah. stealth. Yeah. Sir Ewain, when he this heard, mourned and had a dismal countenance. So, you know, he is sad about this. And in sorrow did he stay. So full of mourning was he that he went mad. Damn. There was okay. no mirth that might fix him. He knew not where he might go, for he became utterly confused. Hmm. He said to himself, Alas, I 
am my own bane, meaning doom. Alas that I was born. So I'm sorry that I was born. This is called the alas section, by the way. There's a okay. bunch of alas. Sure. And that I have my layman thus forlorn, and all is my own folly. Alas, his sadness will make me die. So, okay. super emo. This is getting so wham, wham, wham. Um, uh-huh. Oh, wait. Then the text says that an evil took him as he stood. Because of woe, he turned all wild and woe means wild and crazy. He went into the woods where no man knew where he dwelled. So he goes into the forest. And lives in a bush. Oh, wait. Cool. About he walked in the forest until he became like a wild beast. Okay. His men searched everywhere for him, but they could find him not. One day, as he Wayne ran in the woods, he's <laughs> just running. Just, just fuck horses. I see him in full plate, too. I see him in full plate, just sprinting. Yeah. He met a man who had broadhead arrows and a bow. And when Sir Wayne saw him, he assaulted him immediately and robbed the man of his bow and arrows. God damn. <laughs> Zero to 60 in uh, less than a second. What is this? Who are you? I thought you were knight, chivalry, all of that bullshit. No. No, it's all gone. Yeah. So that same day, at the least, Ewain was able to shoot a wild beast. Then he had abundant flesh for food, and he had lost none of his arrows. There, in the woods, he lived a great season. He ate roots and raw venison. He drank of the warm blood, and that did him much good. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. He's going straight fucking paleo here, I guess. Yeah. He went all over in those woods, and he found a little hermitage, which is a place where a hermit lives. Okay, I love that. A hermit lives in a hermitage, of course. I love it, love it. There, the hermit saw and soon became aware of a naked man who had a bow. All right. (laughs) All right. Oh, yeah. We have to explain a lot right now. Yep. I haven't been as confused as I am currently. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... A naked man appeared where? Uh, in the hermitage. And this naked man, by the way, is our boy, Ewain. So I Ewain am is now just naked. picturing yeah. Ewain coming mm-hmm. out with like face paint. Yep. <laughs> His eyes dilated the size oh, of yeah. a quarter. <laughs> the, the moon. And he's just fucking rubbing crystals in one hand and just go. And, and he's like, got a bro- bow. He's armed. And, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Even better. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he comes out <laughs> with the you fucking gun. You never take me alive, man. <laughs> I just, oh my God. Okay, okay, great. So he, the hermit, thought that he had gone mad. So the hermit thinks that he's Yo, crazy. the fuck you say? And didn't waste any more time in that place he fastened his gate and ran inside terrified of the naked crazy man <laughs> and, and it literally says the equivalent of naked crazy man uh, and as an act of charity out of his window the hermit left bread and water for the crazy man and soon Ewain ran there and as quick as he had been given the barley bread with all the chaff so it's like whole grain bread right uh Ewain ate the bread just as quickly 
and uh, as quick, more quickly than ever he had eaten anything before. And of the water, he drank quickly as well. And then he ran back into the forest. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. I, uh, I can't. I literally, of all the twists, of all the twists we have taken so far, this is the one that is destroying me. This is destroying me. I You're told you we were going me, for a ride. Wait, Wayne, yeah. who at this point is a crazed man nakedly running through the woods who is prone to violence has now just run up, just running out of the woods, then just whorfed down as much bread as he could. I imagine looking like Golem, right? And just making noises like (laughs) and occasionally like looking up like a fucking meerkat. And then just whorfing down a bunch of water and Maybe strafing everyone with his bow and arrow. Yeah. Back into the fucking woods. Yeah. Great. That's just great. You captured it. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Incredible. Yeah. And so uh, and if ever be so crazy a man as Ewain was, he will come where men have treated him well. So meaning like even if you're as crazy as Ewain was, if they treated you well, you will return there. And certainly so did Ewain. Every day he came again, and with him he brought prepared venison and laid it at the hermit's gate. And then he ate and drank and went his way. Do you think he... Do you think he cooked it? I I I can't imagine he did. It said he was eating raw venison earlier, so I'd imagine, yeah, it's probably fucking raw. It is a loon that is naked, (laughs) that is at this point wearing a crown of like twigs, (laughs) who is just coming out and just gnawing on raw venison. I mean, bloody as hell. And just, he went from yeah. being one of King Arthur's knights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we're going deep on this one, dude. I can't. This is, it's wild shit. You Incredible. Can't, yeah. yeah. No. You cannot Babe Ruth this one, dude. You cannot point to I where it's going. I see this coming. There, I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen a movie that where yeah. the character went through this. This is fucking incredible. It's pretty singular, yeah. As soon as Ewain was gone, the hermit took the flesh quickly. He flayed it and boiled it. Well, so yeah, it was definitely raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay, 100%. Yep. 100%. Yeah. So, and Ewain had this at each meal. Uh, what he came back to was bread and boiled venison. Cool. Then the hermit went to town and sold the skins that Ewain had brought him. And then he brought with him, the hermit brought, better bread. So he's able to buy, you know, like superior bread, which okay. I don't know what that means sure. in the Middle Ages, but it's better bread is what the text says. So that's what we're going with. Then Sir Ewain found in that place venison and better bread. This life, Ewain lived for several years. I'm sorry. For several years. And just to get it through the... So Ewain is the naked one. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Okay, so he, uh, I'm... It's so, years now. <laughs> yeah. So we went... And the hermit... Is just doing this, I guess. Like, he gets the the... Ewain brings him chunks of venison and the uh, hermit skins it, sells the skins for better bread somehow. Sure. Okay. And then uh, boils the, the meat. 
and they, which they boiling fucking, in the medieval ages is the way to go. That's the way to go. Kill all sure, the great, and sure. Stuff. They and, boiled and it for like you, hours and hours and hours. It probably tasted horrendous, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it would make it safe to eat if you boil the shit out of anything enough. Um, they had millennial stew. Are you um, or uh, perpetual stew? Have you ever heard of this? No. Oh man, <laughs> this is wild. But um, they were in many uh, village centers and village areas, right? This uh, idea of the millennial stew or perpetual stew, and what that was is you would just whatever you could find. Okay. You would no, I have heard of this. this. Yeah, and, sure. Um, the heat and the fact that it was boiling for so long would just kill off anything. You know, anything, and so yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So, but it would no. be this wicked collection of things. You know, mulligans too is what it was called during the Great Depression. Okay, and yeah. I think that's what uh, that's what I'm more familiar with. Yeah. Now, Ewain lived a naked. Boiled meat life for years. Years. Yeah, that's what it says. Several years. Yeah, is what it literally says. So we can imagine, you know, more than two. Gawain, or excuse me, Ewain toiled as you shall hear. As Ewain slept under a tree, by him rode three riders. There was a lady and two bower women, which means ladies in waiting. One of them says... I'm sorry. I'm I'm uh so sorry. Yep. Ladies in waiting of what? That is a fantastic question. Um, what <laughs> I know is that they of... wait on the lady. So they're like... Um, Handmaids. Uh, or, or the okay. squire to the uh, okay, woman. Okay, okay, yeah. great, great, great. Okay, I, I, I get that 100%. <laughs> right, there's a hierarchy there too. And I'm sure, I'm you know... Yep. It, that's the kind of society we're looking at. You know, yeah, class, sure. as we've mentioned, was really important. This actually is why humanism and the rise of uh, the Enlightenment was so important in this time. And why it was probably spurred by the fact that, like, many of these helpers died, right? Sure. And then there wasn't, you know, the people who were left were like, well, I'm not doing that for pennies, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. you got to pay me fairly. And I'm a person. And that you know, kind of leads us to where we're at today and still kind of battling with those ideas. But uh, as Amazon, you know, Jeff Bezos <coughs> made billions of dollars off the fact that Amazon workers have to piss in bottles and make just pennies per hour. I know? mean, so, slavery just keeps shifting. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, the means of production, you know. Uh, anyway, one of these handmaidens, or uh, as they're known here, the Bauer women the Bauer or women. the ladies-in-waiting, says, a naked man I think I see. I will check what it may be. So, you know, they see naked uh, Ewain sleeping under a tree. And he's a charming dude, at least when he was clean. Right. Um, uh, yeah, okay. It's been years. Yeah, and at this point, fuck, man. Yeah, I, I can only imagine the state he's in. Absolutely. It's Jumanji. Uh, <laughs> it's totally yep, Jumanji. 100%. She alighted down from her saddle and went to him, and unto him she took good heed. She thought that she had seen him before in many places where she had been. She was astonished in that Creepy. place. Yeah, a little bit, right? Uh, she was astonished in that place for on his, Ewain's face, she saw a wound that was healed and pale of color. So like a scar. Okay, uh, sure. Therefore, she thought that she knew him and she said, by God that made me, such a wound Sir Ewain had. Certainly, this is that same man. Alas, she said, how may this be? Alas, another alas section, uh, that such a fate has befallen so noble a knight as he was known to be. It is a great sorrow that he should be so ugly now to look upon. So tenderly for she uh, wept 
that her tears made her cheeks fully wet. So she, she you know, was very sorry to see him in the state, okay. I guess. Okay, sure. Madam, she said. Now she's talking to her lady, I guess. Okay. For certain here we have found Sir E. Wayne, the best knight that on ground may go. Alas, he has fallen into woe. So they're all, they're all a bunch of fancy people moving through the countryside, and they come upon a sleeping naked dude, and one of the help immediately zeroes in and has an anime moment, like a... Uh, my God, that, that scar could only be the scar of Ewayne. And then they, they're all having a conversation and he's still the fuck asleep. Yeah. Apparently. Great. Yeah. He's passed the fuck out. Cool. Yeah. All right. So I don't know if he's like near death. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, sure. but I think he's been near death for years. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he's only eaten bread and venison <laughs> and apparently no vegetables sure. just water none, none. so yeah. uh he's at least got scurvy or something yeah, you know 100%. yeah so in some he was afflicted with great sorrow and therefore he became mad sorrow will stir up a man's blood and make him to act crazy is what our narrator tells us and there's something interesting here about mental health and the composition of blood like that's really popular in the middle ages sure, uh, uh, sure. humor yeah, uh, you know how uh, they'll even say in Spanish still mal humor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like your humors were like your blood and your breath, and they had like this wheel where they tried to balance you out. So if you were too angry, it's because you had spicy foods and those kind of things, you know. And huh. then you, so you needed to have more cool stuff. Uh, okay. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you know, if he has too much sorrow, that's gonna make him crazy. Obviously, they weren't aware about trauma in the Middle Ages. And, PTSD. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, frankly. Uh, Depression. This sounds like he's terribly depressed. Equal rights. Yeah, totally. I mean, we've been swimming in a sea of, uh, of, of problematic thinking. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, one of the maidens says to the lady, continuing to speak to her, if he were in good health and well of will and heart, he could serve and protect you from your foes who would have done you great harm. If you were healthy, so help me God, your sorrow would soon be brought to an end. So this lady obviously has some enemies, right? Sure. Yeah. The lady said, and if this be the same, then he will not flee from the heathens? Kind of like checking him, I guess. Through God's help, then, hopefully, we shall win him into his wit, meaning, like, uh, into his sanity. So we're hoping that he'll come back to normal, I guess, right? Sure. But she, it appears to me, at least, that she's kind of questioning him, right? I wish we were at home now, for I have an ointment dear, the lady continues. Morgan the Wise gave it to me. And our editor has an interesting note here. Braswell states that Morgan, of course, immediately suggests... Morgan Le Fay. Yeah, which is, uh, um, correct me uh, if I'm wrong, villain in the Arthurian legend? Can um, be. It's King Arthur's sister. Okay, but yeah, she's generally reserved as a villain. She's... Sometimes. Okay. She, usually what she's well known for in this time is medical arts. She does in um, Le Morte Arthur serve a more um, like evil portenting role. Right. And I guess that's what like mapped onto my perception of her. But sure, Morgan being the 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 uh, at least not a hundred percent part of that court. All right, absolutely. And it is unclear here in why this English poet refers 
to her as he several times. So um, the one thing I can tell you, there's no indication, by the way, this is uh, our editor continuing, um, quote, there's no indication in Chrétien that the French poet thought of Morgan as masculine. Chrétien, of course, wrote the better version of the story, is uh, my aside. Um, back to the text. But Roger Sherman Loomis, in Arthurian tradition of uh, Chrétien de Troyes, uh, cites some evidence that this character's sex was undetermined. So it's possible that Morgan may have been a he or a she. But that being said, I turn him into she because we tend to think of Morgan Le Fay as, you know, as, uh, a, as a woman. Sure, so sure. I left it as that. And uh, Christiane de Troy um, had her as uh, feminine. Hmm. So I, I'll stick with that one. By the way, that's a better story um, than this one. Uh, this one just happens to be in English, and this podcast has started as a British medieval poetry. Um, I may branch out and do crazy other um, medieval stories. There's a bunch of Italian ones. Oh, I can't that are wait. crazy, of dude. Course. Yeah, oh yeah, they're nuts, dude. Um, you know, and some like late Roman stories, sure. uh, Ottoman stuff. You know, um, that's it. just great. So Greek, you know, uh, moving into that era. Um, I even talked to uh, a friend of mine. <laughs> that's all right um, about some um, Indian stories from dude, India, for and sure. they got some crazy ones for too. Sure. So that for might sure. be fun. Um, and some of them are like very like. Uh, like almost Aesop uh, fables type stories huh. where they really have an incredible moral and lesson that you can learn from them. And it's very timeless. And I, that I, I love that. Right? Fits into this podcast. Yeah. yeah, it would do. And I think it would get us out of um, just focusing on, you know, old white dead dudes. hundred um, you know, percent. So sure. that's good. We sure. can focus on old brown dead dudes. Um, so anyway, Morgan said to me, as I shall tell you now, uh, he or she, as I wrote, said, the ointment is so good that if a man be brain woed, which I love, or brain crazy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. But they knew that it, you could, could just go crazy in you the head. Just, yeah. Sure, because that's fucking timeless. People yeah. having mental problems yeah. probably went back to fucking monkeys. Oh, but fuck. Oh. Yeah, so Morgan Le Fay gives this lady an ointment which can cure this brain crazy. And if you anoint him with it, uh, quickly he would have his wit or reason return to him from home. The ladies were about half a mile, so they're only half a mile away from their home. So sure. uh, Wayne's just been kicking it, I guess, like really close to civilization, but whatever. We'll skip that. Uh, they went there after a while. The lady soon sought the box that contained the ointment. She said, have this ointment here. It is very dear to me. So she's, talk she's talking to her maiden now again. Um, it's really confusing, and it's just written that way. I'm doing my best sure, here. Sure, 100%. And I'm trying to follow. Yeah, <laughs> quickly. And if you lose track of it, oh, let me know. The, yeah. I've been doing it. Yeah. Quickly go forth again, but make sure that you do not spend it together in vain. And once that knight is anointed with it, after you leave him, bring the ointment back to me. Hastily, the meek maiden took hose, so leggings, and shoes and shirt and undergarments. She also took a rich robe and a girdle of silk and also a good palfrey. And after we she had these things... We have gone into detail work <laughs> on this maiden that we have not gotten out of almost any other character in this plot line. I don't know what Morgan Le Fay is wearing. I don't know what... I don't even... Uh, I, I know... Thank God that Wayne's been naked because they've mentioned it a dozen times. But literally no one else I have no detail on. This lady, I have a sense of exactly what she's wearing. Well, she's not wearing those things. She's taking them. 
Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So the ma- the meek maiden took. Okay. Ho- I guess I took yeah. that to interpret that she put it. She on. put it on. No, no, no. Yeah. So she's taking it now. Okay. Why do you think she's taking it? To give to Ewing. Ah, okay. yeah. Okay. Great. Right. So uh, she also took a rich robe and a girdle of silk, and also a good palfrey. So if you remember, okay. the palfreys are yeah. the horses that walk funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. after she had these things, she quickly went to where Ewing lay. Okay. Still fast asleep, she found him. Her horse she tied to a tree, and hastily she went to him and began her deed. She anointed his head well and his body next. She dispensed all the ointment as her lady had commanded, for she did not want to fail her lady. Once she thought everything was well set, she left all the attire that she had brought for him around him so it should be ready when he woke so that he could be clothed and prepared before he should have sight of her. Okay. Sure. So she showed up. She lathered a sleepy homeless <laughs> yeah, man <laughs> who has been nude for years, eating boiled meats. And okay, and she lathered him down. This man while, did not visit a bathhouse. While by the he way. slept. Yeah. While he yeah. slept, and then like stood up, fucking patted her hands out like. God's work has been done. And then fucking jumped on a horse and left. Great. Yeah. And she's kind of uh, hanging back uh, and, uh, you know, kind of keeping an eye on him, right? To uh, see sure. what happens. Then he woke from his sleep. The maiden kept a close watch on him from afar. He looked up full miserably and said, Lady St. Mary, what hard grace to me has befallen that I am here now naked. Alas, another alas, has anyone else been here? Oh, no, I trust that someone must have seen my sorrow. Okay, so, like, it's, is that a reference to, like, me being naked in public being a sorrow? What's I, the... I guess, yeah, maybe his depression, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I think that's the, the gist of it. Like, he, he's more afraid of being seen uh, in shame. Sure. Right? Sure, yeah. sure. So long did he sit and thought and wonder how that gear was brought forth. So all the stuff that's around him right now. Then he found that he did not have energy to stand upright on his feet. His strength failed him of foot and hand. And he found that he could not go nor stand. But still, he was able to put his clothes on and became very wary then. Hmm. So he's kind of like, you know, on guard. Then he had a desire to meet some man that might help him abate his grief. Then leapt the maiden on her palfrey and made her way to beside him. She pretended that she had not seen him before and feigned that she had not seen him sleeping there before either. Okay, so she shows up and goes, Oh my, uh, what are you doing? Oh, these are such fine fabrics you have. I'm sure the lady who brought them to you was a pretty chill <laughs> chick. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. But he's not even, uh, she's even more playing more dumb than that because soon when he had sight of her, he cried out to her. So she was just like, Ooh, I am in this forest, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I just, I, I, uh, she's become such a pivotal character, but she, I just can't stand her. So, yeah. I. 
Then she would ride no further, but quickly she looked on each side and waited about looking far and near. So again, you know, she's totally hamming it up. Ewain cried out and said, I am here. And she rode out to him and said, sir, what is your will? In this case, maybe intention, you know, like, what do you mean to do? Right. Like, are you crazy? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. So lady, he says, your help would be most desirable to me for I am in great mischief. I don't know by what circumstance that I have fallen upon all this grievance. I pray you to offer charity and to lend me your palfrey, whose reins are ready in your hand, and to guide me to the nearest town. I don't know how I came into my woe, nor where I should go hence or next. Okay. So he's forgotten everything. Sure. Seems like, you know. And he's just kind of genuine. I, uh, yeah. 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 He just woke up like, ah! <laughs> what, what life is this? Yeah. So, uh, which, yeah, yeah, all right, fair. Discover yourself, brother. Yeah. Uh, she answered him with gracious words. Sir, if you will go with me, gladly will I attend you until you amended be. So um, I'm reading this to be like, come to your senses or like compose yourself, something like that. Okay. Right. Sure. She helped him up on the horse's back and soon they came to a bridge. Into the water, she cast the box. So the box that hold, held the ointment. And afterwards, she hastened quickly back to the castle. When they came to the castle gate, they alighted from the mount and went inside. The maiden went to the chamber where the lady asked for the ointment. Okay. Madam, the maiden said. So the maiden is the, the young lady who went to <clears throat> Ewan. Of right? course, sure. The, 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 the nameless NPC <laughs> who has now served a greater role than almost every character in the story. And has more dialogue. Yeah, yeah she's sure. about Continue. to speak a lot. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Madam, the maiden said, the box is lost, and so was I nearly as a result. So she's lying, right? Sure. And I'll tell you a little bit more about why the maiden deliberately lies to the lady, but to give some, but it would give some spoilers away. So okay. I can't okay. do that. Okay. Sure. Um, ultimately, the bottom line, um, if I'm being honest here, is that the English poet is fucking up the original story by Christian de Troy, and he just kind of like writes himself into this shitty hole, and it's not really a big deal at all. Okay. Like, but that that's that's where it goes. So don't worry about it. Um, the the lady. Um, who is the lady of the keep? Like when I say lady, she's the important one. Maiden is the person serving the lady. Okay, great. Okay, so the lady says, how so by God's tree? And I love God's tree. Um, it's one of my favorite medieval interjections. And it just means the cross. Okay, huh. Yeah. I wonder if that has any like relevance to the world tree. That, yeah, uh, that Idrasil. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, it doesn't in this case. Okay. Uh, it, it literally it means the cross. the cross. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, great medieval interjection, though. Yeah. You know, by God's tree. You know, I, uh, pretty dope. Bitch. Sounds Vikingish. Yeah. No, it sounds and, amazing. Yeah. And maybe it was. It I had some Saxon picture. conflation. Yeah, that's quite possible. I'd have to dig into it more. Um, but in this case, it definitely means a cross. Um, the maiden replied. So again, maiden meaning the lower sure. uh, lady who found Ewain and uh, rubbed the ointment on the homeless man. Uh, Madam, I shall tell all the all the truth exactly as it was. This is a lie. As I was passing over the bridge, just over the middle, truthfully, there my palfrey stumbled. On the bridge, he fell all flat, and the box right there fell from me and went down into the water. And had I not been quickly prepared uh, for the water, that would have been my doom or my bane. The lady said, now I am ruined that I have lost my good ointment. It was to me so as God makes me glad the best treasure that I ever had. 
To me, it is a full great injury to lose this ointment, but better it is to lose it than both of you. So, okay. you know, she kind of forgives her. The lady continues, go, she said, unto the night, and look to ease his pain with all your might. Okay, that could be sexy. Yeah. Lady, the maiden said, so the maiden's responding here, I will do this or else be loathsome. And, and this part I put in just because it pissed me off. The original line is, elsewhere me lather. Um, which is something roughly, or loathe, um, something like I would be loathsome, and that's a stretch. It's just difficult to modernize. I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but I, I think she's saying, like, I will do this or else I'm shit, right? Like, Okay. Yeah, it's just a weird construction that maybe doesn't exist in today's speech. Sure. Then she, the maiden, ordered him to be washed, ordered Ewain to be washed. And okay. Okay. Yeah. A further hierarchy. So now there are wash people. We don't uh, even yeah. get a story. Oh, about. no, no. Yeah. This fucking maiden, though. I is think it's like, because then she doesn't have to wash him herself. Of course. Which sure, gives sure. you those sexual innuendos that we talked about. A little oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This bathing is kind of it's for oh, the lower uh, women. I've heard about these bathhouses. I want to visit a few. I mean, uh, maybe I'll just peek in. Who knows? Uh, he. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, they got prices for everything. So, you know, whatever floats your boat, friend. Sure, sure. 100%. The maiden ordered him to be washed and bathed, and she gave him meat and drink for strengthening until he got his might back again. Then they requisitioned armors full well wrought, and also they ordered steeds who were very powerful. So, Ewain's making a comeback. Sure. And I love that you give a man who's eaten only venison and better <laughs> bread, you give him meat and drink, which, by the way, drink is no doubt alcohol. Oh, absolutely. So they, yeah. they, they fucking, they got back onto the right path by like, hey, my God, man, give him cow and uh, give him this, uh, uh, yeah, mead or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah, it's better than the capons he was having before. Remember that? The, the, uh, yeah. Castrated uh, roosters that yes. we went uh, off on last episode. Yeah, I I don't know in the hierarchy we haven't followed of meat. Jan and I have this. not eaten castrated rooster yet, but it's on our list. A hundred percent. I can't wait to try. If it. we ever go to a restaurant, and we see capon, we have to order. I mean, must hundred yeah. percent. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody knows a restaurant that serves capon. please, you will literally... in the L.A. area. I'm not traveling that far. I'll go to Vegas. I'll go to Vegas as far because I've got a trip coming up. And there. you know what? Just tell me where it's at because I tra- I travel so much for work. Oh yeah, that's that true. I might you land travel crazy. in that yeah, fucking yeah. town that whatever the fuck that's okay. Yeah, Jan might go there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just drop it in. Let us know where we can get it. Uh, international. Let's let's say keep it within the contiguous United States for now. Sure. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, so soon it fell on a day while he was laying in the castle. He being Sir Ewain that the rich earl, Sir Alers, with knights, servants, and squires, and with such a great abundance of provisions, came to assault or lay siege to the castle that Sir Ewain was in. So now he's in a defensive position, right? Sure. Um, and he's just kind of getting his group back. Okay. Sir Ewain then donned his armor with the help that he has from his allies in the castle. Uh, I'm adding that last part because it makes more sense. And I think it's what's going on. It could also be that Ewain is trying to help those around him. It's, it's a really obscure line. It says with other sukura that he has. a. So I, I don't know. Um, it, sucker means help, of course. 
But I think the idea is that he's putting on like his best armor. It takes people around. Like he's he's formed a community with these people is how I'm reading it. But it's it doesn't really matter. It just bothered me, and I had some rough time translating it. And that's the bottom line. So Ewain then encounters the Earl's forces on the field. This is where the excitement is. This part I should spend more time on, but whatever. I'm a nerd, and this is what you get. And soon, Ewain hits an enemy on the shield so hard that the knight and the horse that he rode on drop stark dead to the earth. Fucking yes. So he pulls his, like, F3 power move Mm -hmm. on some motherfucker. Like a, Boom. yeah, 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 100%. And like electricity shot out of him and went through the shield into this dude and immediately did a stun effect. Fuck yeah. Killed him and the horse he rode I on. mean, literally fucking uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, overpower. OP to a degree. Love it. Coming in. And I love the reading on this next lines. Um, I left it very much in the uh, Middle English text, but enjoy this. Soon another, the third, the fourth, felled he down them dead to the earth. God damn. It rhymes. It sounds uh, uh, fresh on the ear, and it hits hard. Solid. It's pretty good, right? And and that construction does, felled he down them dead to the earth. You know, like that. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't that good? Yeah. It really is. Like walking down a set set of stairs. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Just knocks great. So, yeah. It's an unusual construction. I really wanted to point it out, and I tried to preserve it, and it worked. You know, and especially with the rhyme. Soon another, the third, the fourth. You know, yeah. Love Mm. it. So, and and it shows you. He's just fucking people up, right? Uh, He stirred himself through them then, and at each blow, he slew a man. So, I mean, he's, uh, sure, he's fucking uh, uh, just on fire in chivalry too, right? Just like charging through the field, headshot, 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 headshot. Oh, it's just crazy. It says he lost some of his men, but for each one down, the Earl had lost 10. Okay. So he's got a 10 to 1 spread, which is fucking amazing, right? Incredible. Yeah. They all fled from whatever side they saw that Sir Ewain would ride. He, Ewain, inspired greatly his company. The most coward among them became hardy, meaning brave, to fell or slay all their enemies on that field. The lady lay close and beheld. She said, there is a noble knight. So this is the lady of the castle, right, watching this. Uh, the one who had given the ointment to, the maiden to, okay. give to sure, Ewain. Sure, 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 um, yeah. So she's watching the battlefield, and she says, There is a noble knight, fully eager and of such great might. He is well worthy to praise who acts so bravely and courteously. The maiden, the one that actually, you know, put the gel on the guy. Yeah. Says, Doubtless your ointment was well applied. See, madam, how he spurs. Okay, we, we, we get it. You did a good job. You're a character that should have give, been given a name. We get it. We really get it. Okay. And I like how he says, uh, how she says, how he spurs. Um, so I think that w- what it means is controls his horse. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. How he's moving. Absolutely. And I should also mention, though, that spurs are super important in the Middle Ages. Um, they had been around since about 5th century um, or 6th century. Uh, no. 4th century BC. Holy shit. I've, I've never thought about 
how old spurs are. But oh, yeah. that makes, uh, yeah. Someone had to figure out that if you put a pointy thing on the back of your boot, you can control this beast because that's what a horse and what was is it at the time. Up? And I'm so sorry oh, yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. horse people. Yeah. But you had to make this thing move in a way. And if you put pointy things on the back of your boots, you could get a better advantage. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And it frees up what? Your, your arms. Your hands. Yeah. yeah. So now you can hold weapons yeah, in your hands. Sure. Um, and you can... Um, so essentially what I found out is that spurs, um, they also allow you to signal to the horse without revealing your intentions to the enemy. So if you have reins, if I pull it hard left, you can see me doing that. You can telegraph that, but I might rub my boot very indiscreetly, especially if it's pointing out and the way that I rub it would give a horse a command to do something. Yeah, sure. So you could actually give the horses different commands depending on how you would move your boots too. So that's the beauty of spurs and where they come in. Uh, They totally uh, revolutionized all the modern kind of, well, at that point, what would be contemporary combat, right? Another aspect that was really important with spurs, during the Middle Ages, they became a status symbol. Oh, wow. So golden spurs yes fucking plated spurs we got spinners we got fucking led lights on this motherfucker oh you want candles we got six different kinds of uh yeah i love it silver spurs gold spurs what absolutely and uh in in fact it became so deep and actually you're absolutely right the precious metals did matter so if you got silverized um, spurs um, it was a sign of knighthood so getting your spurs was also another way of saying you were a knight, right? Or you became knighted. Okay. Um, So, you know, uh, even though they had been around for a long existence, they, uh, and and they looked like different things. Some of them had shanks, you know, they were just like a straight point uh, spike. Some of them had the rondelles, the little stars that we think about. Although movement in the rondelles, like we think about cowboys where they spun, uh, probably didn't happen until the 16th century. Uh, The first ones were probably just like a regular, Start and then you could strafe the side of your horse and give it a signal, you know. And horses are very intelligent. Well, they're not very intelligent, but they are intelligent enough to receive different symbols. Sure. So depending on how you moved it, and probably in combination with the other, you could give it a different signal to move in different counterintuitive ways. So you know, whatever you're trying to do on the horse, you could get it to back up. And you know, it's horse at combat least was intelligent enough to pick up on the signals you're dropping. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so that's a rant on spurs because they were super important in medieval ages. Of course they were. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and and it made uh, r- roughly at this time they were becoming common in warfare. Huh. I will say that um, from what I the the research I was able to do. Um, through some Wikipedia articles and then some horse writing, like uh, uh, fanfic kind of stuff that I looked up. Sure. Um, and then uh, there is, you know, I mean, you got to take some of these um, historic, well, there was like a Nat Geo article I read about Spurs that was interesting too. But they, they just pointed to the origins that the Greeks, ancient Greeks used them too. Sure. So they've been around for a long time, um, but much more simply. Of course. So, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, cowboy culture. Totally espers. I mean, 100%. So yeah. some of the articles I read you were about that. You can't hear yeah. a cowboy walk without hearing that ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. There's yeah. that Fallout song. I got spurs, yeah. that jingle, yeah. jangle, jingle, jingle, jangle. Anyway. Uh, the maiden continues, and also see how many men he sticks, which I think means slays in this case. Uh, lo, behold, how he fares among his foes, all that he hits, he slays. 
If only there were another two such as he. I hope that soon our foes will flee. Certainly we shall soon see the Earl to be fully disconfit, as we said before, which means kind of uh, undone or in disorder. Okay. Uh, The maiden continues, Madam, God willing, he will wish to marry you and be Lord here. So we see another trend for Surrey Wayne, maybe another marriage proposal. Fuck, man. This guy's just in it. He's just in it to win. He's the Forrest Gump of the Middle Ages. I mean, truly is. Every time he closes his eyes and opens them, a whole new situation (laughs) is happening. I mean, this man is living. My brother, just wait. This man is living a thousand lives. I wish I could tell you that this was it. I I wish I could tell you. Go on. The Earl's folk went quickly to their death. To flee was their best plan. The Earl soon began to flee, and soon men were entertained by the sight that they saw, how Surrey Wayne and his companions followed them fiercely and slayed the Earl's men. Alive, they left not more than ten. Wow. I love all of this. Ah. The Earl fled very quickly out of dread, and then Sir Ewain struck his, the Earl's, steed and overtook him in that moment at a castle that was there beside. Fuck. So, I mean, fucking one sentence, and he's uh, incapacitated the horse that he's riding on and then gotten to a castle that hasn't even been mentioned (laughs) yet. I mean... Fuck, man. It seems like they're going 90 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. This is insane. And I literally put, uh, I'm so glad you picked up on that. If the location of this is confusing, it's not just you. The poet takes spatial liberties once again. Like, all of a sudden, they're just out of fucking uh, yeah, castle. Like, yeah. Where did that yeah. come out? Nope. I don't and know. I, if we were in cars going <laughs> 90, it would still be like, yeah, uh, yeah a thing. It would still be. It's uh, too fast, too furious, medieval ages. Me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all that matters is family. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that matters. Surrey Wayne soon blocked the gate so that the Earl might not escape. The Earl saw that he had no power and he yielded himself to Surrey Wayne. And soon he, the Earl, pledged that he would that very same night go to the lady of great renown and put himself in prison and to himself in her grace and, uh, and put himself into her grace and to mend his trespasses. So he's saying, you know, he's going to give up. Right. Okay. Uh, the line is interesting because I, I think this is very historically accurate. Like uh, it was much more preferable, as we mentioned during the tournament talk, to take your enemies alive. You could ransom them. You could do things that could become allies. It was sure. far better than if you just kill them outright. Sure. You know sure. that was seen as something hot-headed. If you were a peasant, like we saw earlier, you just got mowed down. And who yeah. knows? What if you just were in the wrong place at the wrong time? I mean, fuck our policing system now in 2021 is questionable at best. So you're telling me that their policing system was any better. Fuck off. Uh, people are dying left and right, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, for here, it's all about birth, right? And In the medieval you, ages, yeah, especially absolutely. these stories. Sure. Who you're born to gives you a lot more rights than uh, just about anything else. And if you're sure. nobility, um, you're worth capturing. And that means something, you know? So the Earl then unarmored his head. He took off his helmet and no armor on himself did he leave on. Helm, shield, and also his brand. I don't know what brand means. I really tried looking it up as a form of, um, what do you call it? Uh, armor? As something you take on? It could be that it's like his ring. 
like a, it's his like literal brand, his mark. It could be sure. that it's a piece of cloth that identifies him. I don't know, but he takes this off. Um, and, sure. I mean, and I'm happy to hear sense. anybody who Something knows. Something that, uh, his mark, yeah. Yeah, and so he removed his brand that he bore, and, and he bore it naked in his hand. So, you know, he's got, okay. like, nothing, but he's just holding these things. All of these things he gave to Sir Ewain, and then he went with Sir Ewain until they were at Ewain's home. In the castle, everyone was making joy when they found out that the Earl was taken alive. And when they, the people, saw them, Ewain and the Earl, come near, everyone approached carefully. And when they met the lady, Sir Ewain happily greeted her. He said, Madam, take this man to your prison and hold him in your power. But he, the Earl, made her grant him grace to make amends in that space. The Earl swore on a book to restore both less and more and to build again both tower and town that he had caused to become cast down and forevermore to be an ally and to pay homage to that gracious woman. To all of this, he inscribed pledges in the book to the best lords of that entire land. So presumably he's making a treaty that he's going to restore all the stuff that he broke during his siege. Okay, so an apology tour. Yeah, and that's... He's setting up a... uh, Hey, I got real drunk at your house, (laughs) at your house party... I took your phone out of your hand and threw it out a window. I thought it would be funny. I jumped off of your roof into your shed. Thought it would be funny. Gonna replace those. 100%. Yeah. And it's also, um, you had better guys than me. And you beat the shit out of us all. So I guess I have to do I, what you told you know, me. Me and my homies yeah. may have protested. Right. But We tried. When, yeah. when you were able... To out-talk us with your fists, (laughs) you know what? You brought up some good points. (laughs) You brought up some good points. So you know what? What you say goes. Tell me how I can get out of the situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A big part of what backs up chivalry in the medieval ages is who could beat the shit out of who? (laughs) You know, like... Which is hilarious. Yeah, you know? uh, 100%. But it no. kind of comes... I mean, humans are crazy, right? We're, yeah. we're on the same page here. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of like I was thinking about the idea the other day about the, the fact that humans can come up with war and then come up with war crimes, right? Only humans could do this, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is the... Dip- like, you killing people, but you doing it too well. <laughs> <laughs> you got to slow your roll. That's a crime. That's too good. Yeah. Okay. We're trying to kill them and degrade them and make their lives hell, but you are an artist, sir. <laughs> you know, yeah, like you, yeah, you've I don't... done. You've overperformed. So we're gonna tell you what. <laughs> you got to slow your roll. You're going ahead of the curve. Right. <sighs> but I thought the objective was killing them all. Well, yes, but but in a f- fair manner and it's like <laughs> what are you talking the whole thing is just batshit insane so anyway that's me ranting uh, but i think it comes through in medieval ages we just can give them more shit for it because we feel like we're removed and superior to them you know but the shit the same arguments are still had today you know sure, so anyway sure. uh, might makes right you know a hundred percent sir ewain after this moment would no longer stay Instead, he readied himself to travel. From the lady, he takes his leave, and she makes great mourning of the news of this. She says, Sir, it is your choice, but I wish you would dwell here. I will give you in your hands my own body and all my lands. 
God damn, you're coming on hot. You're yeah, a little thirsty. Jesus. I mean, yeah. I have never it. had a girl yeah. offer me her body and all her lands. I mean, body, sure. All her lands, rare. Very rare. Yeah, to this day, none. <laughs> is what I'm going to say. Not sure. rare. Sure. Non existent. Yeah. Um, you? Uh, I, uh, no. Lance? You got I, I don't part of Canada Lance I don't know about? Of, yeah, no. I don't think Lance have ever been a part of the, uh, uh, the, the courting process in my book. Yeah. yeah. So the text states that she beseeched him to stay, but all of her speeches were for naught. Ewain said, I will take nothing as a reward except for my armors and my steed. Okay. So he's just, look, it's over. I'm taking my shit. Gonna it's a take Conan off. moment. It's yeah. Conan. Hey, yeah. Amen. Or uh, uh, Aragon. From sure. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. 100%. Just, you know, uh, pack my bags again. And I'm back off to go uh, right into a sunset. Fantastic. I'm taking off. She said, both steed and anything else is yours to take at your own liking. And if you would dwell with us, there will be much mirth between us all. Great. It was no use to try to get him to stay. He took his steed and began his journey. The lady and her gracious maidens weeped sorely when he went. Now, Sir Ewain, as you shall hear with heavy heart and dreary cheer, again, meaning ill humor. Yeah, you like that rhyme? I love it. I love it. I tried to preserve that one, so I kept it. Uh, He went through a forest by a sty, which means a narrow pathway. And we discussed it also references like hell, right? So it's like a dark path. And there he heard a hideous cry. I, where was this the whole time? Where has this, you just decide over, uh, I mean, uh, it's like a writer, just 98% of the way through your story. Deciding to switch it up and make it super enjoyable. You're telling me (laughs) you could have done this the whole time and you decided not to. Fuck. Uh, Okay, continue. They had to build a story, Jan. This is a craft. Yeah. But you couldn't do it with rhymes and an interesting interesting ride on the uh, iambic uh, pentameter isn't that a thing? Uh, yes, it is a thing. It, this is an iambic pentameter, but it is. It does have a pattern. I'll say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's hard to preserve in modern tones, but it does have a pattern. Um, sure. I try to keep it when I can, but yeah. So this one works, right? Uh, soon he takes the straightest path he can until he comes to where the noise was, and okay. there he saw a dragon that was assaulting a wild lion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come in my mind. Oh man, the story has credits rolling over it. Like if like, yeah, it's just about done. We've uh, we've like <laughs> not even close. And then my brother is where we're gonna end it for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just rolls out of that yeah. and into oh wait <laughs> it just rolls into yeah. okay what's the most epic creature you've met so far 
Uh, uh, <laughs> we've met a lot of creatures, a lot of horses. But like, uh, uh, have you heard of uh, Ghana? Search for the D. Um, kind of a big oh, dragon. <laughs> a fucking dragon shows up to the play, and it's fucking around with a lion. And by the way, no, this story isn't done yet. No, 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 no. We're just ramping back up. We just kicked out of neutral into first. The story it has, it's had so many arcs. It's so crazy, dude. It just doesn't end. It has no they had no understanding. They had no understanding. None of, of how a story should be told. <laughs> Their pacing is so fucked up, dude. Yeah. I mean, I would have <laughs> I, I just couldn't fathom listening <laughs> to people in that era before there were things to do. All right? Like, just in an era when there wasn't anything to do with your time, so you would just fucking sit and listen to this fucking nonsense. That, that it wasn't just, <laughs> hey... You know the journey we're taking. It's a three-act structure. You're gonna yeah, yeah, we're going to bang, bang, bang. We're yeah. going to go through this. Yeah. You know what's coming. No. Don't worry about it. No, yeah. we're not. No, literally, every story you told was about bonkers <laughs> fucking shit. It would just draw you through the most irrational decisions and the most rational options of telling a story. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to pick up on the dragon and the lion. I can't wait to pick up on that shit. <laughs> That's where we're going to pick up next time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew that would throw you for an arc. And I knew that's exactly... Once I read it, I was like... Yeah, that's where we're going to put a break, for sure. Um, since we're here, Jan, do you have any pluggables? Anything you want to plug? Um, you know, I, uh, I, I did a uh, satanic uh, workout series over the pandemic. I'm pretty proud of it. It's called Satanic Yoga or The Devil's Stretch. Stretch yes. um, uh, please check it out. It's uh, really great. It, um, it's a very, very good workout. And in the aesthetic of uh, the super gothy Satanist or Luciferians out there and God bless you all or God's bless you all or fucking hail Satan, whatever. Um, I also make movies and stuff. I, I don't know. I have an Instagram page. Follow it or don't. I don't. It's all. It's fine. It's Do you want to give uh, that Instagram info? It's going to uh, all be on the website. Um, Marcel's podcast again. Uh, Marcel's podcast.com where you can find Jan's information here. Uh, uh, do you want, do you, are you going to leave it on the website? I yeah, I'll, I'll throw it up on the website. Okay. It's yeah. Jan M. Losada. Um, check oh, out cool. my Instagram page. Um, check out my homies over at Corridor Digital. I do a bunch of work with them. Um, yeah. Uh, pass that. Fucking keep reading. Please read. Yeah. I mean, my God, read. Oh, read yeah. something. Gives you some perspective. You know, um, I love these stories, as you can tell. You know, um, hopefully you had some fun listening to this and we will catch you next time. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, make sure to check out the next thrilling episode of E. Wayne and Gowan. So thanks so much. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.